Slope, the podcast dedicated, dedicated to the love and memories of Camp, Camp Swago. You keep going. I'm taking care of that right, All right. now. All right. Welcome, everybody. Listen, action-packed episode tonight, hopefully. Action-packed in the sense that we're going to memorialize Audrey Rosenbluth, the owner of Spatona, and um, a lot of technical stuff going on. So, uh, you know, we may not be like as on the ball as, as I usual. Disagree. Wow. I disagree. I disagree with the that. There we go. Burn, baby, burn. I'll tell you right now, only one thing has not been implemented of all of our new stuff. What's that? High def stream. That's true. Which we so, were about to do, and then we were pausing. We, we'll get that. We got yeah, Alan's cameras. We, we just stopped it. We do have our cam- the new camera live, but it's Told high you. def. Told you. So we want to crank it up and stream it, because without the stream, mm-hmm. no real value. But we're going to do that. We're going to get that ready for you next time. Well, the value is now that my laptop is accessible as opposed to being three feet away. That's a good point. On the easel. On the easel. Prior to this, we used the... The music stand. Yeah, the music stand. That worked, but now we're a little bit better again. So I think it worked. I think the first, you know, real live stream call-in worked really well. I think so, too. I watched it, I don't know, one one time back, and it was it was really good. I enjoyed it. it was, it's a little Quality. more compelling when it's video for some reason. Well, I agree, but yeah, no, well, just seeing people, mm-hmm. getting the feel for it all. Listening to us. You'll see people. Or We're two people. Well, you know, we Andrew Kay, actually, we cut the first 10 minutes of his thing, and then we didn't save my fault, my bad. We didn't catch, save the, uh, the last part of his thing, which was like a, a good hour and a half. <laughs> so, in any event, though, I think, I think we got it down now. We're gonna, you know, we'll, there'll, there'll be issues along the way, but we'll, we'll just keep getting better i couldn't agree more and cheers to you tonight we're drinking a little bit different drink we're drinking we're a turning japanese tonight tonight a little sake this sake evening. sake on a tuesday mm-hmm. and um like we said last episode join the chat uh we have some scheduled callers tonight to call in and talk about audrey right. and That's i've got right. i've got to take a break in a second and call in because we're using conference call number for that but it, listen if you're listening and you went to swagos fatona and you 
can add something to what's being said or you just want to chime in, join the chat. You don't have to sign up and register. Just create a name and you're good to go. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll improvise on that. I mean, if people come on and start throwing around like, you know, crazy profanity and stuff, we may have to. Yeah, the internet gets so negative. It gets so negative. I know. I know. Well, it's that anonymity on the internet. You know, people feel like they can uh, say anything they want. They're not going to get caught. So, so a, few, a few like house cleaning items. Please. I'd like to know who our, our viewers are from Singapore, like we assume. So we're looking at our stats, and I'm, I'm not going to jump there at the moment. Hope you're enjoying I, your Wednesday morning yeah. breakfast, by the way. And, uh, yeah, what, so we have people <laughs> listening from probably seven or eight countries. And we know Gottlieb, um, Jeff Gottlieb, is in South Korea. So Pushing us big in South that's Korea. That's what I'm guessing, guessing that is. But I'm trying to figure out who the other people are. Singapore is the other place. Um, I'm going to look, actually, while we're talking and okay. just catching up. And what I'm going to do, too, while you're doing that, is I'm going to call into the conference number so that it's established. Whoops. So if somebody That's calls in, it's there for the... Uh, Here's what it is. You ready? So we have 2% of our traffic comes from Korea, 1% from China, and 1% from Singapore in the last three months. That's pretty interesting, you know? You know, I heard rumors that we were getting very, very big in East mm -hmm. Asia, but I yeah. didn't believe them until now. Well, I think in... Yeah, well... <laughs> Singapore. That's a surprising one. I, I wouldn't think we'd be allowed in Singapore. I like, think probably, probably what could happen is if somebody just is traveling through, maybe they downloaded at that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, people travel more. I guess it's possible. They don't have to live there. They could just be become mm -hmm. going through. I'm having an issue because I'm Sorry. not hearing the... Uh, I dialed into the phone, but I'm not hearing it dial. That's Sorry. Just, so your phone isn't working? That's what's killing us right here? Just this, the regular old phone? That's it. Hang on. So I'm know. getting all um I'm all involved in wedding planning now. Ooh. Married in Hawaii. She's from Hawaii. Welcome. This service is provided <laughs> by freeconferencecall.com. Jesus. It's about it's very <laughs> yeah, personal. I don't know if the wedding story is what's going to create the, the bigger audience in Singapore. Hang on Jeez. a second. Anyway, very, very excited. Getting all the stuff together. Yeah. Looks like it's a beautiful place. Anyone who wants to come to Hawaii can celebrate. But first, you got to join the Charleston Lawrence. But that's correct. You have to like us on Facebook and join the chat. Let's see who we got here. Got a few viewers, a couple of viewers out there. Please identify yourself. Join the chat. Please. Now, you are the only participant in this conference. Okay, so. But all right, so here's like the thing. The all right, time. here's the thing. No, I'm going to turn it down. But for whatever reason, the conference call that we're using has the uh, jazz stylings of Mr. Keith McCoy. There was a time when I... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so we're going to turn this down a little bit. But when somebody calls in, the music will stop. And that will be the signifier that somebody has called in. It's yeah, but if we don't have the music on, and <clears throat> well, we have, if we're muting it so we don't hear this music. Yeah, but we hear it. Like, music. It's sort of, sort of an ambient right You're going to make it right? lower than that? Can you make it lower than that? Because we'll hear someone come on. I can see what I can do. Let me see. Hang on. People are going to fall asleep listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> they already do. Like, right. they get hard. Hold your breath. For count of eight. So, um, how's the picture for any of you that have watched us live before? <laughs> Comparisons. <laughs> you know, we're looking, we're looking for the comparison. Give us some feedback the here. analysis. Yeah. So, uh, as far as tonight's episode, Please. it's really being dedicated uh, to memories of Audrey. Mm -hmm. And like we said last time, we don't really know Audrey. You know, I think I know what she looks like. I mean, I know what she looks like. Her, her, 
her image is in, ingrained in my head. She struck me as a bit of a tough cookie. This she song, ran by the way, the is called, it's called uh, Message to Audrey. At least it is now. <laughs> We've named it. This Muzak song. Forever now, whenever we do a conference. But I know, I always knew. You know, I, uh, you know I have a sister that went to Swatona what? a couple years older than Ooh. me. And I always Ooh. knew that there was this admiration mm. for Audrey Rosenbluth. Respect. Yeah, total respect. Yeah, no, I sensed that. We said that. We sensed it. I don't know, though, like, what did Audrey do? And I guess we'll just ask mean? Sharon. No, compared to, like, Rita. Like Rita Swedlow. Like what well, was isn't that the same as Dave and... Uh, Dave and Stan? Yeah, but I don't know, because Dave was more of a... Um, I feel like he was more in the background. I, I got to figure Audrey was more involved in Spatona than Dave was in Swago. At least in our, in our tenure, you know? My guess is that... Our latter tenure. Right, it's more like what Dave was, how Dave was involved at my beginning of when I got there in 72. Right. Dave was pretty active. Right. In my day, like, he was basically, you know, he would, you know... The only thing he did athletically, from what I recall, was Athletically? He would, yeah, yeah, was he, Diamond One, he would, he would bat. Like Dave? Once, once a year. I don't remember even you don't remember him, You that. don't remember him batting? Like once no. a year he'd go on diamond one and somebody How would pitch it to him. He would do all right. You yeah. know, he wouldn't be doing it, I don't think, if he wasn't going to do something respectable. But he wasn't playing soccer, you know? Mm-hmm. He wasn't... Uh, did, 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 <laughs> one, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just had a thought because we've been thinking right. about like Swatona and I wonder, and I'm looking forward to learning this, did the Swatona girls have a favorite sport? Did you compete in any under-16 tournaments? We asked Amy and Jill this and they said like tetherball. And we're like, yeah, but what if what, what, what else? It's like you know, marbles you, was you, to you, us. What did you do the, during the day? Yeah, like what was, well, I knew they did other things and they were of not, not necessarily sports, but did they compete in any of the tournaments? Was there Wayne County wi- girls, girls stuff? I remember in the the Waquaic track. That's a hard thing to say. Waquaic I just winked track. Like, I just winked again because I thought I wanted to see what it looks like. Hey, hey baby. <laughs> what do you guys think? So the McQuaid track meet, I remember the girls came to that, but yeah. that, I think that was the only uh, co-ed. Well, they came athletic. to our. Oh, that was a co-ed meet at McQuaid. Yeah, it was a track meet. <clears throat> McQuaid, I, I guess they played. What was the track right. and field camp? Right, 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 uh, right. Like, wasn't there a camp too that was like the swim meet camp? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I think there was a big swim meet, similar to the way there was a quick track meet. People, join the chat room. There's another, yeah, come on. Let us know about the swim hey, meets. there's viewers out there. I Just identify yourself. That's it. We want to know who's there. Come on. We're here. No biggie. We're no not, commitments. We're, we're not going to get your email. You think we were comfortable getting on live camera like this first? Come on, come on chat, chat, chicken, chicken. We're, you know, we're older guys now. Yeah, come no, on. It's not so easy for us. Who would have thought, Howie and I, this is true, like, I mean, and... <laughs> stuff in the background. It's, <laughs> it's funny. Who would have, like, we were saying to each other like mm. who would have thought in like oh i don't know 30 years we'll just do a live tv show about swago like if somebody told me in 1995 right which is a long time ago that's 20 years ago but that was still way after swago like oh 20 years from now you and alan will do a uh, podcast <laughs> that'll morph into like, sort of a tv thing and like why <clears throat> like it's, it seems impossible but here we are ladies and gentlemen defying Defying the odds. So we're expecting a 6.30 call from a, a couple of ladies. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I heard from uh, Amy Lippman yesterday. And, uh, what did she say? She still needs to coordinate the date with uh, Lori and Jill. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you know, we'll get together. We'll have a social. How I think the hors d'oeuvres are still being passed. <laughs> Excuse me while I go grab some. <laughs> the music. So in any event, we yes. are waiting for... Well, let's just talk. No, no, no. no. I just want to say I want to see who's coming on tonight. I, uh, I don't want people to be apologies. like, shit, am I going to have to my listen apologies. to these two guys talk over like, like smooth jazz all night? <laughs> You're not gonna because CD cause 101. The, you could just turn CD 101.9 on if you prefer. Right, maybe that's better. But you don't get sort of the, the swagos. So the viewer numbers are coming up. It's mm-hmm. clicking up. So 
Who's there? Who's on? Well, here's the deal. I am waiting Check for, for Bonnie McAmee and chat. Sharon Tanzer yes. to call in. Great. Like their team, as far as I can tell. So they're going to call into the conference call. And the second somebody calls into the conference call, whether it be Bonnie <clears throat> or Sharon, mm-hmm. this jazz stuff ends. And then you get it's, you get one of their beautiful voices. Exactly. And that's what you want. And maybe two if they're talking over each other. It's sort of exciting. It's sort of like white smoke for the Pope, like the, when the music ends. It's like, who, that's who when is you know it? they've decided it? who it is. So you know, will it be? But Bonnie? they, they will already know. Oh, that's true because they don't know who'll be first. They don't unless they unless they're watching this and like I don't want to go first. You know? I still hear the jazz in the background. Another viewer. Pack, you know, from Singapore. Singapore. A lot of Swagoites and Tonerites uh, ended up in Singapore, I think. So we're just not going to talk till someone identifies themselves. <laughs> we're just going to listen to this. Smile, smooth stylings of Mr. Chikoria. Yeah. So it's a, you know, we, it's unfortunate, but we get the, well, it's fortunate for us, but we get the good view. Yeah. Like we would have liked to flip it around. Like we have a beautiful view of the Empire State Building. We, oh, get, the, we get the Tony up, Montana. Up, up. We got a call coming in. The world in. is yours. All right. Hang on a second, people. Uh, let's see. No, but they're not, they're not calling into the conference call. I think this is Bonnie Nackney. I'm going to take the call. Take the call and let's okay. just talk to her on this and then we'll recall in. Answer. Hurry up. I'm trying. I'm trying. Hello? Hi, it's Sharon and Bonnie. The hey. conference call number you gave us doesn't work. It oh, my goodness. At the can- to get past the canteen without getting seen by Audrey and Rita. So- oh, uh, no. All right. We, it's funny. We were waiting for you guys to call in on the conference line. Maybe I gave you the wrong number. And it's like this jazz music in the background. Hang on. I'm going to turn you up a little bit. You guys are very online crea- now. We, we appreciate oh, your creativity. Hi, Hello there. Sharon and Bonnie. Well, we did tell you the jazz music would end once they called. Not and quite in the way we thought, but here they well, are. Well, give us the number and we'll do yeah, where we are right good. now. Maybe we'll take a break like in 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and I'll, I'll send you the uh, number then, and then we can pick it up. But as long as we got you, we may as well stay with it. Were you oh, ladies the same year, like around the same year? No, Sharon's significantly I, older. Yeah. Sorry, Bonnie. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> How dare you? Pick up the sore subject. Oh, I didn't mean I'm to go there first. I'm two years older than Bonnie. Yes. Yes, but who's yes. counting, Sharon? But you were from the same era, Swatona era. Correct. I spanned a lot of eras because I was a camper, counselor, and group leader. Wow. You really? And I well, used to be—I used to be the older, but now I'm the younger sister of Andrew Hambonakami. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, we don't know him. <laughs> now you—you've you've moved to younger. I like that. Very, very well done. Yeah, Andrew was was two years older than we were, so he was—and he was my first Hambone. So when I think of Hambone, he's—he's he's the quintessential one. Bonnie, what years did you span doing all all of those things? Well, I started as a staff in 1969, and I ended as the Ranger Group Leader in 1983. Oh, wow, you years. went all the way. Uh, hey, most of the Swatona girls did. They didn't always <laughs> no, talk didn't. about it. But <laughs> not for our year. Not for our years. <laughs> so not ours either. It's nice that we're really happy to have you both call in. You know, we've Howie and I love doing this, and we've gotten a lot of the Swago people on. But we've had, you know, we've, we did one episode where we, we um, went out to Long Island and had dinner with Amy Lippman and uh, Jill Bernstein, and that was a lot of fun. But, you know, unfortunately, the passing of Audrey sort of motivated this, but we're excited to, uh, to talk to you guys and hear, hear Swatona stories. So here's, here's my question to you guys. What was sort of the separation of power as between Audrey and Rita? Just a sort of an, an introduction, because 
Alan and I didn't really know Audrey or Rita, and you know, it was all from a, from a distance. So, so you know, how did one compare with the other, and what were their sort of you know responsibilities or tasks? So we were we were kind of talking about this last night because um, essentially. You know, Audrey would have been, I guess, the equivalent of Dave on boys' campus as far as, you know, she was the owner, she was the director, she was the ultimate decision-maker. And Rita was the head counselor, so she was, I guess, in the Paul Broad or Arnie Heller mm-hmm. or was Cobbs ever in that job? Oh, okay. I don't know if Cobbs, you know, I mean, that was before our time. If it was day-to-day activities and kind of what happened on campus. That, that, that job switched Audrey for us a lot. Audrey was odd, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So that's interesting. So Rita Swedlow was like the, like the steady head counselor forever. Right. Like I didn't that, think of it that, that way. That changed for us a lot of years. Because we, for Dave, like we had that that fellow Stan Feld, Stan Stan the numbers man. Do you remember him? Right. And he of was course. sort, and he was sort of the day to day manager. He wasn't the head counselor necessarily, but he was sort of just, he didn't really have a title, did he? And well, pers- I think that Audrey and Rita, as a dynamic duo, were a combination of Dave, Stan, and Arnie. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, but but you know the the presence, you know what 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 Bonnie and I were talking about like last night was that you know whereas Rita, you know ran lineups and and evening activities and there were all these things that you know she was uh, Bonnie's direct boss because you may not know Bonnie was the bugle girl at <laughs> I had no idea really no idea you are very talented of, uh, I've always wondered who was the bugle girl well just one year <laughs> all right but that's what um, putting on the but, record that's all it is you're not playing the bugle right was it live bugle what are you talking about I had to blow the bugle did you really we didn't have that <laughs> wait wait of course you mean you guys used a record we used a record oh you're being silly now you really did a bugle <laughs> did you no seriously I, I, right I'm gonna feel foolish afterwards but did you really yeah, blow a bugle no, you're gonna feel foolish I'm gonna feel foolish but no it was the record <laughs> alright alright you're the record player person thank, thank goodness alright alright well, that's easy. That's not so. That's not so hard, right? Track three and just move the needle over. No, I, I was in charge. I was Rita's administrative assistant. I Ooh. would run around and do stuff like that. It was my year before, after high school, before college. All right. I think you fixed me up with somebody too, Bonnie. You did. I, I yeah. Did? I think you. I think you. You know, because we we talked about this on a prior podcast that when you're sort of like. Under an inter, like the counselors would generally fix you up with who your girlfriend, respective girlfriend or boyfriend was. And I kind of remember you, fi- I don't know who it was, but I, I kind of remember you doing that for me. But maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. But Interesting. Were you a, a bit of a matchmaker in your day? No, not really. Oh, wow. Well, maybe you saw something <laughs> in case. Howie that you just <laughs> really appreciate, wanted. I appreciate to... the effort. Maybe I'm wrong, though. <laughs> you I saw don't... a bond. <laughs> well, who, who are your counselors for, like from, from, the, uh, like from 76 on? Um, well, let's see. Corinne Perry, Adam Perry was at Swago. Yeah. Okay. I was actually her first counselor when she came to camp, and Andy, I think, was Adam's first counselor. Um, the Mavora, Stacy Mavora, Jill Lieber, Joanne Leipzig, um, Kim Fiedelman, uh, Kim Breslauer. I, I had a... I spend a lot of time, guys. I know. I remember you. I remember you being there, and I didn't really know you that well. I mean, we knew Andy because he was two years older than us, and I knew that you were his older we sister. We always knew but, of you, right? Of you, but which is a nice or, thing. Formerly older sister. Right? Oh, right. Right. I'm sorry. Excuse right. me. Excuse that me. Was yeah. younger I, I sister. forgot about the uh, <laughs> the digression in age. <laughs> All right. So, um, so what's your, like your memories of of Audrey? Like, 
because from a, from a distance at least, and I don't mean this in a bad way, she always seemed just very serious to me. Like there was no uh, cas- have, yeah, casualness yeah. about Did she have light moments? She was the quintessential strong woman. It, there was no doubt that she ran Swatona and people knew I mean, she was everywhere. She knew everything. Um, but I think she had, I think she had a good sense of humor and she knew all of her girls. Um, and here's little things that you probably don't know. Um, Sharon and I were talking about this last night too. If you had some accomplishment at camp, the first thing you would do is go running to Audrey's house to get your Hershey bar. And Audrey was the queen of the Hershey bar. Um, so if you did half lake, if you lost a tooth, if you got a bullseye, <laughs> say it's like if the tooth fairy, but it's like an expanded tooth fairy. You do anything, exactly. You get a candy so she, bar. I mean, you, and the thing you always wanted to do was get into her house because she had a calendar right at, above her desk, and you could always tell when co- you knew when color war should break uh, by the activities that she would put on the calendar. I, I mean, like that. Never... So there's sort of a she guessing game going hands. on. She tipped her hands. She tipped the hands. Well, that's only when you were older. When you were younger, you just wanted to see her open that magic closet that she kept the Hershey bars in because there was lots of other really cool stuff in there, like giveaways that they, you know, like you had the major S and the minor S and the... Uh, the right. jackets and all right, that, right. but at Swatona, I, they had this the bowling, ba- they had all kinds of stuff, and she always had <laughs> extras, and every once in a while, if you did something extra special, she'd give you like a sing record from another year or something, there's there that magic closet, we hadn't talked about that, Bond. No, but it's definitely true, where if you won that stupid, uh, I mean, not stupid, that <laughs> ever-present, every year, Swatona sweepstake evening activity, I mean, they really had to dig deep for some of these activities or human anagrams but you didn't have human anagrams no i remember it, the name though and birthday no, and birthday that. ball we didn't have that uh, well birthday ball was a big birthday ball was was color war tr- in training you mm-hmm. were in training for color war that's what that was right what exactly was birthday ball they broke the camp up into four teams by when your birthday was so it was by uh. season and then the four seasons would compete by making centerpieces for a special dinner to celebrate Spatona's birthday, by <laughs> um, by having a little mural, <laughs> by having a little a mini skit type of thing and learning a song. And then, depending upon the number of years that you were at camp, you would get called up to light a candle on the cake. And that was actually a big deal. And Audrey yeah. would have this great big candle, and they would call you um, in descending order from, you know, the folks that were there the oldest to the youngest mm-hmm. and i have to tell you having been there for i can't believe i can say this out loud 15 years i got to light the fourth candle that was very wow. exciting wow nice wow. Where, 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 like the only people lighting the candle more than you would have been like audrey rita and nancy actually it was audrey Rita, and nancy and then lucille and i came the same year wow in 69 right because ellie came in 69 exactly lucille the play director Yes. Okay. Yes, the one who put you through the paces for your senior. Um, she senior was great. Did, in, re- in retrospect, yeah. she was. I mean, what a what a character, you know. The Swago senior <laughs> boys. What plays did you guys do? We I did. Um, we did anything goes, and then the Music Man. Oh, okay. Did you guys? <laughs> you don't so, seem too thrilled by that. <laughs> the Swago boys. The music the, was great. That was actually. I was the lead. Play my first year. I was a senior. You did a music man. I I worked for Lucille because when I continued after finishing for, uh, I went for three years as staff, and I was the the musical person who worked with Lucille. 
at so Swatona. So you would play cool. the piano during during the show. You you were the. I played for the senior plays. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. We. So I did. Uh, I know I did uh, Greece. Okay. I think of which ones I did after after I was in a camper anymore. Was Greece. Pajama game. Uh, the pajama game. Okay. I remember that one. Had to be one more. I don't know if I remember. What Fiddler. No, I don't West Side think. Story. I don't remember. Yeah. Ask Eddie Burke was probably. Yeah, Actually, he's on. Eddie he's... Burke and I were in the pajama game together. But then, what, what, what was your second senior play? You my first one was Greece. My first one was Greece. Oh, I remember that oh, one. So Gre- that's the two I remember: Greece and, and. I remember those as a kid. Pajama game, and I forget what I did after that. I feel like our two, anything goes, and Music Man. They were very, like, particularly the Music Man. Like those songs are very difficult songs to sing and to and to get together but we mastered it dude i guess i we suppose we did. I, don't, I was i was i was the constable or the mayor i was again the lead. i confused my two roles in the, in the two different senior plays did they, you guys look forward to it the suego senior boys we actually really did look forward to that to that event doing that play did the girls look forward to it the same way Absolutely. Oh, I think very much so i mean yeah i mean i think first of all it was getting to spend time with the boys that wasn't at socials. Exactly. And so everybody was kind of, it wasn't like you were awkward and whatever, you all got to interact with each other and get to know each other as people, not as like protective, uh, prospective boyfriends and girlfriends. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just like a whole different, and being over to just be able to be at boys' campus was so exciting. I think we felt the same way about going to your campus. And we always we always thought it was funny that we had to go to Swatona to audition for the senior play. It's like, Is that it's bad, true? Yeah, it's, just... bad, it's bad enough that we have to sort of sing and, and, I don't and, recall that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this in a prior episode, but that we had to do it at Spatona was, it was a whole, like, you know, taking us out of our element completely. And um, I don't know. It seemed to work. Well, what you guys don't know about Spatona is the senior show was the pinnacle of Spatona theater. But every other week, there was another show that was put on at Spatona, and they were major productions. Lucille used to turn them out one a week. She was a machine. And each group would do a show. And one of the first questions that the kids would ask when they get off the bus, us included, was, what show are we doing? What show are we doing? So now, to be in the senior show with the boys, I mean, how cool were we? Yeah. Well, first of all, it meant that most of us didn't have to play boy parts, because I That's had a boy true. part. <laughs> That's funny. That's progress. I know, always, always. I always had, like, one of the, you know, the second male lead or something like that in all the plays, and here it was, I was going to get to finally be a girl, you know? Right, right. The girls with the deep voices are freaking a little bit, like, I don't know if I'm going to get a good role this year. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, Sherry, I didn't think of it that way. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Like that, and, and there was carnival. Like those were the two right. activities that, and carnival to a much lesser extent, that were somewhat co-ed. Like everything else was. was and it's funny that separate. they were joined. They were joined like the uh, the mayor of Swago and the mayor of Swatona together, as if like you sat on political committees together to like govern. Well, <laughs> like I was, they brought you together. I was frustrated by that because I was the mayor of Swago, and my girlfriend at the time, Cheryl Brown, was the mayor of Swatona. And they didn't give us a car ride. They didn't want anything ugly really? to happen. They really, and I think like I don't think. I don't think Dave liked me that much. So, <laughs> so, so, I just got a complex that I, Dave know, didn't like well, him. Listen, it, it proves itself by the fact he didn't give me the car ride. But he, <laughs> he, he didn't give us a car ride. It, it was like, come it. on, this is like, this is like Camelot here. We're actually going out with one another. This should be the most glorious time in all of Swago and Sotona's political history. And uh, they passed on it. Now, that's funny because at Audrey's funeral um, last week, I ran into Eddie Burke, who was the mayor of Swago when I was the mayor of Swatona. Yeah. 
and he came up and he said, you and I shared a convertible ride. I don't know if you're listening, Eddie. Of course I remember we shared a wow. convertible ride. He'll be listening, even if not now on the podcast. He'll definitely listen. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a, loyal, a loyal listener. Yeah, he told us. He, he actually told me after the funeral, we were at the, we had a couple of us went out to, to lunch together. And um, Eddie said to me, you know, you got to be on the ski slope. You got to be on the ski slope. Don't, don't be scared. Take the leap. Go Take do the it. Leap. So, and then you called. So it was kind of. Uh, well, thanks. Eddie thank you. For, really pushed me to do this. Well, thank you for coming on. Because, like Alan had said before, we did have one episode where Amy Lippman and Jill Bernstein, they were our contemporaries at Spona, at Spatona. And we had dinner with them, and it was you know under the guise of a dinner, so we sort of had the microphone there. We weren't doing video at the time, uh, but that's right. it. And and we are dedicated to Swago and Spatona, so it's so nice now to get the Spatona element in there. And, yep. and I'm glad you were able to overcome your your trepidation and, and fear and, <laughs> and join well, and join us here. What really helped? <laughs> There's going to be a good 150 people who hear this. This is a lot of pressure. Well, we expect them to send in, you know, their reviews and their good wishes, and and cash is always welcome too. Absolutely, absolutely. Books. Canteen books. There you go. There were, you go. Were you ladies color war leaders? Oh, please, of course. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was a color war leader in '72 and '73. And you guys stuck to the same team, right? Like you were always Correct. green or always right. So what were what were the two of you? What color? Well, see, if you can think and look at the Swago, I'll give you a hint. So if you look at the Camp Swago okay. plaques in your mind and yep. look for, there was a color war leader in 1948. Wow. That was my dad. Wow. <laughs> he was a white color war leader at Swago in 1948, and so I was a white. Okay. Therefore. <laughs> and how about Andy? Was he a white leader, too? I think Andy was green. I think he was green Actually, also. Andy was green, yeah, and... And regrettably, Andy lost. His sister was green, his younger sister, and um, she won in '74. I, I don't remember a younger Nakami sister. Wait, and how? And yeah, how... that was me. Remember? Oh, oh, that's right. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry, I'm not. Picking... Now I remember. I got I to pick that one up. <laughs> but you know, you ask you ask about Audrey, and, and without going off, you know, Audrey was the, really a an incredibly dominant figure in all of. Our lives, and when we listen to stories about how she touched each girl individually and really had an impact, it's it's remarkable. But there are funny things. I mean, you guys didn't have the same rules. We had a lot of rules to live by. And I remember as a counselor, Audrey telling me she's never had a case of poison ivy in camp, and that's why we have to wear socks that go above our ankles. Takes a lot of pride and, in that. Yeah, I mean, um, you know. What were some of the other things, Cher? I mean, she really, she was everywhere. Well, she, and, and, but you know what it's like? I, I don't know how old your children are or if you guys have kids and whatever, but I know I have two daughters, and when they were, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old, I was ready to kill myself every single day. <laughs> I, I mean, that. they were so difficult. And when you think of what it must have taken to run a camp of <laughs> a whole lot of girls who were that age, you know, and plus a whole bunch of other kids. I mean, it was really amazing that she had any sense of humor at all. You know, uh, not, I mean, some of us were easier than others, I would think. Um, like the fact that you guys say you really didn't have anything to do with Audrey tells me you really didn't make any night visits to Plutonic We did. We just didn't get caught. Them, but yeah, we were, oh, we, were, we were sleek. The smart guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, I just can't imagine what it's like to be responsible for that many um, 
girls, yet she touched everybody in such a positive way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what amazes me when, when friends tell me about the kind of trouble they were getting into and how Audrey actually really saved their lives by, by turning their lives around and just being, you know, consistent and caring and loving, all, all but, but tough at the same time. And she know. demanded a lot from us in, in making us really reach reach for the stars. I mean, when you even look at our color wars, they were two weeks, but we would sew costumes and write songs two and weeks. paint scenery and and make props, and we were committed to it, and we did some incredible stuff. I mean, all the girls really found talents. Well, I remember, like, as seniors, we would always be frustrated by the fact that the girls were so committed to color war and mm-hmm. scenery and, and, and the staging of whatever was going to happen at Sing. Where they would blow off socials, they'd be like, "I can't go," and be it's like, like "What? Be like, what are you talking? About? What do you mean you can't come? Like, this is we, we're here for fifty six days, you know. Now you, you're going to ruin like for two nights. Now you can't go. You have to work on scenery." And I was like, "Yeah, we do. Like that was the priority." And you know, but then guess, you got to come see Sing, and what did you think? Right? Oh, we loved oh, it. Oh, it was, it, was, it was unbelievable. Well, I, I even I would have to, rather had the social, yeah, but it was pretty <laughs> no, good. No, listen, it was good for what it was. <laughs> no, no, it was. It was excellent. But, I mean, even when you guys would come in and we'd do the senior play, and when you weren't a senior, and, and you guys would sing your alma mater, like, I was always impressed by you had the harmonies well, working on good it. voices. Yeah, but but that doesn't explain, like, how are they doing the harmonies? Like, how does certain they girls know to it. go to the high yeah, part no, versus the low part? Definitely Excuse me one second totally. while I keep rolling Here's you know, a... it's interesting. You bring up the alma mater. I think like, at, at the funeral, um, at Audrey's funeral, I think, you know, I mean, I was sad and a little teary through the whole thing, but when they wheeled the casket up the aisle, um, we started singing a world of our own, uh, the, the alma mater, you know, like really quietly. And um, I was a mess. Nah. <laughs> you know, and, and Bonnie and... Um, I, I don't know. And then Nancy and Bert came back in and, and listened. And I, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. I thought it was an incredibly powerful moment and send-off because, I don't know, she was really responsible for that world of our own. And it, and it was. I mean, look at all of us. I mean, I know you guys are younger, but um, my last year at Swatona was 76, so that's 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can still remember, not as much as Bonnie, but I can still remember a lot of it like it was yesterday. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's it literally like it was yesterday. Like, I feel like time doesn't necessarily diminish memories that way. Like, it could have happened last week for all I know. And, you know, I'm sure like us, like your camp experience was such a major factor in your life. You know, here we are, you know, 35, 40 years later, you know, talking about it, trying to, you know, rekindle whatever it, it was that, that made it so special. And, you know, we said last week, I think, that going there was probably, other than, other than marrying the woman that I married, was the best decision of my life, was, was to go to Swago. You know, and it was basically by happenstance, you know, but, you know, thank goodness for it. You know, Audrey built a camp where every, every girl knew every other girl in camp. And when you think about how we started camp, which was somewhat different than you guys, the first week of camp, we picked camp sisters. So a, a, an older girl, a back campus girl, automatically became a big sister to a front campus girl, usually a new camper. And that relationship meant that the older girl would go to the canteen and bring back a candy bar or or make things or do things or stop by her little sister's bunk. But everybody in camp knew everybody. And you knew who everybody's camp sisters were. So she built that kind of family, even with 220 girls. Right. 
Yeah, which is and really I, extraordinary. Yeah, I felt that bond, like uh, especially like I'm, I, I kind of have a memory of sitting by where the Canteen Road would eventually become Spatona. So you were up high, and I would be watching birthday ball like on the tennis courts um, that you had, and I was mm-hmm. I was always amazed by the the organization, the coordination, the efficiency of how Spatona was run. It, it just seemed as though everything was so. Like perfect, you know, as opposed to Swago, and again, this is later Swago years, which was a little, a little more free looser, yeah. exactly. And I think you know it had to deal with Dave's age, you know, that he wasn't so as hands on as I suppose Audrey was at the time, and you know the difference between a boys boys camp yep. and a girls camp too. Right. Well, I I would say though that you know I mean I was only there. I know there were previous directors before Audrey and Rita. I I'm trying to remember if Rita was actually, she must have been the head counselor when I started. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it was efficient. You knew there was never a time you didn't know where you were supposed to be and what you were supposed to be doing and what the rules were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bonnie was reminding me that we weren't allowed to, like, blow our, to blow our hair dry in the bunks, that there were specific places you had to go. Really? To, to blow dry your hair. That must, that must have been competitive. Well, I laughed when you guys posted that it's social night and we're going to blow dry our hair. And I said, Sharon, we used to have to go to a designated place and plug in because you couldn't do it in the bunk because there was a fire hazard. We'd blow all we the We were allowed pockets. to do it in the bunk. Yeah, we, there were no rules. Yeah. We could go to town. There wasn't a lot of put competition. Some, put three of them in at the same time. But we all blew dry our hair. Like, that was the thing. Like, we all had... We had feathers. We all brought our blow dryers up with us and would blow dry our hair for whatever we had and feather our hair back. So. <laughs> Now, when I started camp, Sharon, they, when we started, girls wore rollers, and we never were, you're not allowed to wear rollers in the dining room. So every Thursday night, <laughs> we had cookouts, remember, up on the hill? Mm-hmm. It was the kitchen's night off, and we had cookouts because all the older girls would come to line up with those great big rollers in oh, their hair. Gosh. I don't know if anybody's listening, but that was like a big deal. You knew who the girls with the boyfriends were then. The ones with the rollers? Making exactly. Making themselves look pretty. All right. All right. My fiance still um, uses one rollers. One of the things that we were also talking about was, um, she does. you know, on girls camp there there were not a lot of boys <laughs> for the, you know most of the time. Yeah. And um, but we did usually have like the nature counselor might be a boy or the motorboat driver was a right. boy, right. Um, and they lived in this little shack. Um, <clears throat> I think it was between Audrey's bunk and the infirmary. Exactly. And. Um, the 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 front of it. I had a crush on the motorboat driver one year, and the the the, the, the if you were on the newspaper, that's where they kept the mimeograph machine. <laughs> Any of you know what a mimeograph yeah, machine I remember. is? And and um, so I joined the newspaper, so I could go up there and work the mimeograph machine, and maybe run into the the water ski instructor. But you know, that's the kind of thing Audrey knew because she'd give you that look when you walked by her her house. The sort of all knowing. She wouldn't give me that if I was going someplace else, but she somehow knew when I was going to that that shack. Yeah, there are people like that. They just library. look through you. Remember the library, Bonnie? Absolutely. By the way, you guys had the Swago Rattler every week. We had the Swatona Tattler. That was our newspaper. Yeah, we had it every year. We didn't have it every week. It was once. Oh, we had it every. <laughs> Oh, see, right. there you go. We got it like night, like the yeah. uh, the last night of camp was the way. Well, maybe actually earlier on it did come out a little more often. I, I don't, I don't think. I don't so. think it did though, because it had remember. the last one test. I think it was more of a yearbook for us. Did they write ditties? Did the counselors write ditties about each of you? Like um, sort of things that were... Uh, well, like little funny little... Like a last, yeah, like a last will and testament kind of thing. But more like... like a, we had yes. every every kid, there was we like a two-line rhyme about every kid in the camp in the no, year. No, we didn't have that. 
they weren't organized in a, you know, they didn't have to be a limerick or anything like that, but they did write a couple of comments about the kid, at least earlier on in my years. That was the Last Will and Testament. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't a rhyme. Yeah, Last Will and Testament. They would leave something to you that was funny, you know. They would leave hat, whatever. I don't even remember. I got like examples of it. I don't want to say. What did you get? I got like mirrors and combs. Mirrors and combs. You can look good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what I got, you know, year after year. <laughs> well, I have, I remember two of my ditties from 67 and 68. I, I don't know okay. why I remember those two years, but uh, 67 was, um, uh, oh, now I forgot it. Wait. One of them was Little Miss Neatness Loves to Scream. <laughs> to live in the lake is her only dream. So it told a lot about me, the Little Miss Neatness. <laughs> I could see through <laughs> your soul from that. I think the counselor must not have liked me very much. But all my things were pretty much, I think, about swimming. I, I think the, the lake was, like, really the center of, of camp life. You know, we, we go on a canoe trip every year, and we, we jump in the lake, unless it's, like, you know, incredibly cold. And, and, and sort of the, the taste and just the overall experience yeah, of being in so that, nice, water that water is so, uh, it's so it's resonating. Invigorating. It's like you know where you're, where you're at just from, just from the, the feel of it, the taste of it. The it's, sort of, an incredible, it's an incredible lake. I have to tell you, I miss swimming in the lake. And I was oh, a waterfront, um, waterfront counselor. And although I will tell you in August it gets really cold. But anyway, and I know that because I'd be in a sweatshirt saying to the girls, okay, we have to go in. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? I think Audrey had tremendous confidence in her campers. Mm-hmm. She gave you the parameters, but then she let you go with it. And 13, 14, and 15-year-old girls produced incredible, had incredible imaginations and produced incredible things. And she, as controlling as she was about directing camp, was as hands-off as she would be to let the girls go and do what they needed to do. And But I'll tell you a funny story that Bert told me after it happened. One year, color war was breaking with an airplane that was going to drop pamphlets on right. girls' side. You guys had already done it. Right. But it was 1973. Now, Keep going. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, it wasn't. Was it? Okay, well, anyway, um, the airplane... Oh, you know, Andrew Nakami just walked into my office. Oh, put him on. Which, can I put him on? Of Please, you yeah. Can. Hand bone. Hand bone. Hand bone. How are you guys? What's up, good. Andrew? We asked you for you to be great. on here a year ago, man. What are you doing at your younger sister's office? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe she has an office being 17. <laughs> I wanted to hear the stories. You know, that's all. It's all green and white in here. Yeah, I hear you, brother. Well, we have to get you on on a separate ep- episode, Mr. Nakami. We do. We've been talking that. It would be a pleasure. It would be good to see you guys. Absolutely. That would be great. We'd love to have you up. It's a nice thing you're doing tonight, boys. Well, Thank you know, you. it's nice hearing these stories. Your your sister has, uh, both of them have some really fond memories. It's really nice to hear about hear everything they're saying. All I know is I became a favorite child and I never got in trouble. She just used to tell me to leave Swatona late at night. <laughs> so you, so it's you, good to have an older sister in those regards. Right, but but now that you don't have one. Had your sister been someone else, it may not have been so great. Hey, go back to your stories. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Nat. Good hearing from you. That'd be great, Andrew. Anyway, so so I was telling you about Color War was supposed to break with airplanes dropping all these things, you know, announcing Color War. But the pilot 
couldn't take off because all the pamphlets got locked in a hangar after 5 o'clock, and he was too late to get there, and they had to wait for someone <laughs> to get to the airport with the key to the hangar. So we we weren't, you know, it was supposed to happen during evening lineup. We go to dinner, we have free play, and the story goes, Audrey's sitting there, and there's no airplane, and there's no airplane, and now we're in the social hall. Well, the whole camp's in the social hall, and um, Rita says to her, what are we going to do? And Audrey said, don't worry, I have confidence. Now a plane starts circling, and this is why I thought it was 1975, Shar. The plane starts circling, and I'm on porch duty. As a working senior, we used to rotate who had to do that um, and answer the phones. And a plane is circling. I'm like, oh, this would be fun. Let's go make it a fake color war break. So I go running across front campus to the social hall, go running in and screaming, it's color war, it's color war, you have to come outside, it's an airplane, it's color war. And I start going back to the porch, you know, back to headquarters, and I don't realize that it really is color war. And Audrey turns, and Bert tells me this later, Audrey turns to Reed and says, I told you it would all be all working out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, wow, you're she's probably like right. That it was <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I mean, just you know, she just would smile. She she really enjoyed all the girls, and she laughed with us and at us. Would she have like one-on-one conversations with you? Would there be that sort of relationship, right. or was it more, um, you know, I'm sort of the uh, the leader here, and, and and that didn't happen, but it happened through other means, you know, vis-a-vis the uh, you know the organization of the camp and and so her expectations. Okay, well, I, I think it was like a it was a really special treat to get one on one time with with Audrey, and I, I think she actually probably made time to do that with everybody in a way. Bonnie and I had it a little easier, in fact, because we were both summer birthdays, and um, your birthday was. Do either of you have summer birthdays? Oh, no, I did, but mine no. like falls in between the end of school and the beginning of camp. So my God, oh, no, because in Patone it was a really big deal. Because first of all, you got a chocolate bar for your birthday. Because you're big but on those bars, chocolate, man. <laughs> a lot of diabetics coming out of Patone. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? But you know, you'd go to the get called up to the flagpole with your bunk, and you'd get to raise the flag. But the really exciting thing was you got to have lunch with Audrey. Oh, you got to sit at her table, and you'd sit at her table, and cool. she always seemed to get better and different food than the rest. of <laughs> <laughs> she certainly got a better dessert, and um, Hershey. you know, you just you got to have lunch, and and if there were two birthdays, I think sometimes someone was at lunch, someone was at dinner. I mean, I never remember ever having to share that time. And that was it. it was one on one time with Audrey because your birthday was that day, it and you got to sit down. Yeah, so for lunch you got to sit at dinner. You sat with your bunk because you got a cake or you got something or other. But right. for lunch, you got to sit with Audrey. Awesome. But I think she knew, I think she made a point of talking to everybody in some form or fashion. Right. I mean, when even though I lasted there forever, when I started camp, I was not a happy camper. I didn't adjust well to being away from home. And I remember going into Audrey and saying, I'm going home. And she would sit me down on her couch. This went on for three years. I'm going home and there's nothing you can do about it. Now, Bonnie, why are you going home? It's not that I'm not happy. I've just had enough. I'm going home. And this always happened between the first and the second week of camp. And she would tell people about this all the time. I didn't even know that she was telling this story. But apparently her daughter Nancy adopted the story. And whenever Nancy would have a homesick kid when she was a head counselor at another camp, she would tell the story about her friend who went to camp forever but the first few years, every year, she'd go in and say, I'm going home. 
And Audrey laughed about it, and she said, see, I told you you'd turn out to be an okay person one day. <laughs> and that was her belief. She said she knew that she was having an impact on what we were all going to be when we got older. She said that? Like you heard her like, like years later say that that was... She would, she would say it's amazing what, we, what camp did for these people. She didn't say she did it. Okay, okay. That's great. But later but on, you, in, in later years, though, subsequent to you going through Spatone, that's what she would look back Absolutely. And say. She loved right. her Spatona girls. And, you know, the last year of camp, um, well, we didn't know it was the last year of camp. I wasn't up there, but I went up to visit. And I actually, I took the bar exam, and then I ran up to camp, and I pull into the parking lot, and Audrey looks at me and says, oh, thank goodness you're here. We're short on counselors. They're all on days off, and we have intercamp games. Go call that softball game. <laughs> Like, really, Audrey? Again, okay. she knew it all work out, I guess, right? Right. She knew it all work out. So I went down and called the worst game of my life. I actually felt badly about it. But anyway, um, and then I, I went home, and I came back up for sync because we all knew that it might – it would never be the same. Audrey wasn't going to be at camp the following year. And the girls actually – Wait, wait, wait. Step back a second. Why, why, why was, it, why was that? that the case? Like, it was well, – Spatona was going to continue without sold, Audrey? Dave had sold – Dave had sold to Sheldon, right. and Audrey wasn't planning. Audrey was just finishing out this year, and the next year, she was not going to be there anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. Did she come yeah. back in the end? She came back yeah, for one no, year. She was, she was back for, like, 84, 83 and 84, right? To two, um, I think two years during the Sheldon regime, Spatona was open, so she, she must have been there for that. 84 was, she Last still year. owned Spatona. Um, he was buying her out, I think. I, I could be wrong on that, but I think okay. that's what happened. That was the last year. However, but camp camp um, enrollment was down. They didn't. The ranger bunks on girls' side were closed. The boys' side was much smaller. And anyway, the girls at camp all got together with the help of senior staff and other people, and collected money from all the campers and bought Audrey a bracelet mm. and gave it to her at sing. Audrey had no idea. She couldn't believe that they, the girls could have pulled the wool, do, wool over her eyes because she knew everything. Right. But I know that she wore that bracelet always yeah. for years and years and years. That's, That's nice. That's and really it was an nice. incredible thing. And I don't know if, if a lot of Sertona girls know just how much that meant to her. I'm sure. How long, how long was she there as Sertona? Do you have any idea? Um, I think she came, what did she come in, 1962 or 63? Sure. I don't know. It was, it was the early 60s. I don't remember it. Right. I could go back and look. I have probably all the pictures. So who owned right. Swatona <laughs> prior to that? Who was the Dave owned the whole Swatona at that point? I'm not sure. Well, I think didn't mean. Kaplan own it before yes. Dave? Right. But that's like yeah, but that 30s. was earlier than that. Dave owned it from the 50s or 60s on, no? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Like, 60s yeah. was when Audrey came. So, I, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. It's funny, like thinking of it from Audrey's perspective, and I guess Dave's too, you know, you see these kids come in, and I think much more at, at Swatona than, than Swig, where you would start off as maybe a frosh or a midi and, and go the whole way through. You know, you see, how could you not be a halfway decent human being not seeing some kid who's like seven and come back the next year when they're eight and then nine, 10, 11, and grow, right, watch them grow. to be a person, you know, an adult almost, and that mm-hmm. takes such great satisfaction in terms of whatever crafting of that person's individualhood you have given them. You know what I mean? Like it's just—it's got to be an amazing responsibility, but also such a satisfaction. Influence on that many lives. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I—I still maintain a friendship with with Nancy, Audrey's daughter, 
And um, as a matter of fact, Nancy was an incredible seamstress, and she used to make all the color work costumes for the, for the white team. For um, the leaders. Right. Well, afterwards, but she was <laughs> she was on the white team. But she was always a color war advisor. And the year I was a leader, she Audrey said that she couldn't be an advisor that year. We didn't know it, but she was pregnant with her first child and was suffering from morning sickness, so she couldn't be an advisor. So I always said to her, after camp, you know, I'm the only color war leader who never got a Nancy Kleiner costume. Well, years later, I needed a Halloween costume, and I called her. I said, I need my, Hallow- I need my color She's war calling costume. calling it in. Calling the and, and she made me the best little Miss Muffet costume you ever saw. And then we together made my date the spider that sat down, sat down beside her. <laughs> Was he happy nice. with that costume? Um, you know what? It, it, <laughs> it, it was, was, it was what it was. <laughs> it, it really didn't matter. All right, all right, gotcha. <laughs> hey, guys, is it cool if we just, because there's other people I know that wanted to get on. I'm, I feel so bad about the conference call. Not Maybe I, I had a typo in there. But can we take a break? And I'm going to put out the um, the conference call number again to everybody. And, and, the and code then to call, call in. back in. And, we'll, and then we'll if, it does, if it doesn't work... Call, do exactly what you did, but we're going to take like a five-minute break and then and try to attempt to call back in via the uh, the conference call number. Is that okay? Okay, you're going to send a new number. I am. I'm going to me- I'm going to message everybody uh, the number they have written. Hopefully, it works. Okay. All right. Talk to you in a but few minutes. But if that doesn't work, then call us back exactly the way yeah, you did, yeah. please. Okay, right. we'll do. All right. All right talk thanks, to you guys. shortly. All right. Okay. All right, everybody. We'll be back. Right. In like, we'll be right uh, back. Five minutes. Thank you. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we have two of our contemporaries, uh, Susan Whitland, Kay, and Laurie Kaplan-Rosen joining us. Oh, guys, one of you must have your volume up yeah, on the computer. You, you got to turn the computer down. Oh, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's, okay. that's me. Sorry. That's so Mike and the Mad Dog. I know, right? You gotta, <laughs> folks, if you're going to call and remember, you got to keep turn your, your radio radios down. down. Jeez. I was having a good time listening to you guys. I mean, it's with uh, Sharon and Bonnie. I couldn't help myself. I forgot. No, don't worry. You got to change who's co- who we're talking to I know, right I'm now. Doing that right now. So, hey, ladies, welcome, welcome to the ski slope. Thank you, thank you for having us. You guys are so sweet to have done this because I don't know if you realize how important Audrey was to us. Well, tell girls us, tell at us. Camp. You know, she ran that camp with an iron fist, but yet loved us all equally. I don't know how she did it. And it was, you know, now as an adult, just seeing how she controlled this camp and ran it, she just, you know, now she's an, I think she's an inspiration, personally. I didn't get to go to the funeral and hear some of the wonderful things that were said, but, you know, I could just imagine. I have a question, so. What people said about her. What about you, Susan? You were there. Um, you know, how he knows I wrote a, a, a memory little letter down and, and talking about Audrey and what she did and how much she gave to us girls. And you really felt like an individual, not just a, yeah. a camper, which really made you feel special in your own world, even though she was in charge of so many. She was, she was nurturing, she was caring, she was concerning, and yet she ran this camp. And it's so strange now when you see all of the camps that currently are in practice but my friends own Wakanda and you know they have to employ someone to be the camp mom and mm. she just was wow. the camp owner and the camp mom and and there's nothing that was better than to get the praise and 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 
you know, kudos from her. That really was something that And having dinner with her. Sharon Tanzer. Yeah, I remember having, and having dinner with her. Sharon that was like Tanzer. An honor. Did you guys in Fago have honors to sit at Dave's table to eat? No. <laughs> Dave wanted his private. Really? Yeah. No, we didn't have that. Yeah, he didn't care. Are you kidding me? That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. We, like, begged to sit with Audrey. Everybody wanted to. And, I mean, I don't know if it was, like, a special birthday or something that went on in your life. You got to sit with Audrey and eat. And she always got that right. food. That's what Sharon was saying. She said that you also all <laughs> right. would run up to Audrey's house to get a chocolate bar whenever you did something with it, that that was worthy of her approval. Yeah, apparently oh, the chocolate and that bar was, like, was the best day. Was there any yeah, time where like, you thought you were worthy of a chocolate bar and would go up to Audrey's house and she'd be like, sorry, that doesn't quite cut it? No. <laughs> I actually don't think I ever got a chocolate bar. Oh. I was never a good <laughs> athlete, so I didn't really deserve it ever, Howie. I was pretty sucky at camp. What about you, Susan? Susan <laughs> um, has probably got a lot of I, chocolate bars. I, 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 I remember Cheryl getting a chocolate bar. And I think yeah, Bonnie... She Yes, but I think Bonnie. Do you remember um, Bonnie Brown? Uh, Bonnie she Brown. Birthday in the summer. No, you I don't. a birthday in the summer. You were sure to get a chocolate bar. Bonnie McAmey? No, Bonnie Brown. She was in my. <clears throat> I was a staff with her. Bonnie Brown. Team. I remember her name I don't remember. because it was all, it was all about. She would tell me brown paintbrushes or something like that. New York City. That she was. I have to try and look her well, up and I, find her face. I have a but, memory of Audrey, not even from camp. When we had, um, there was a reunion, oh gosh, it was like in 97, 98, and wasn't that Huntington? Okay. Do you remember that? In Huntington. It was, I think guys were there too, no? Lake, Hunt- Lake Huntington are we talking about? No, in Huntington, there was a reunion. No, no, oh, no, 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 it was um, in like oh. Huntington. Yeah, well done, so whatever, I'll just tell the story. Oh yeah, so that was I like in 1999, yeah. I thought it was in Fort Lee. No, in 1999, when the old Swagos website was going on. Yeah, he went right, right over right, right, right. for a birthday party. Went there. That's right. I recall that. Yeah, now. so I was really excited because I started uh, the past just two summers. I did this. I taught arts and crafts at um, Ivy League uh, day camp in Smithtown. So so excited to tell her that like I was a working parent and you know I was getting my kids to go to camp for free and it was I was having a really good time those two summers that I did it. And she knew the owners. She knew about them. She knew everything. She and I'm looking at her and she's saying, Lori. The Jewish camps are a small world. We all know each other. We all respect each other. And, you know, it was like we're like all family. And I just, that just like another icing on the cake about her was just that, you know, I don't know. I just love the full circle. That of she expected good with, things you know, from you? It was like, of course, of course you're doing these things. Like, Exactly, exactly. And, you know, she was so happy. She was, like, even proud of me. She's like, oh, you're doing that? And your kids, they appreciate it? And I'm like, yeah, they love the camp. And it was just, you know, but after a while, I was just like, summers were rough. I don't know how these parents did it working and, you know, just slaving yourself at a camp. Because it's exhausting how long, being, a, how, you know, a teacher or a camp. How long did you guys go to Spatona? Were you, like, long-termers? 76 to I 81. Was, okay. Mm-hmm. I was 10 years, 73 to 83. Wow. She started early on. And my sister, I don't know if you remember my sister, Howie, but my sister's so much younger. She was there the last year at Swatona. My sister is, um, how old is Judy? She's 42. Yeah. She never, my sister was sad. She never got to that campus. Uh, I know. I always felt really particularly bad about Swatona because I always felt like Swatona was doing well. It wasn't as though Swatona yeah, was Yeah, Swago was dragged you down. That's unfortunate Definitely. that we, we brought you what, down. Swago was doing poorly? Worse than Swatona. Yeah. 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 
Well, you know, the, the fellow that bought the camp, Sheldon, I mean, it, it, you know, it, was, it wasn't doing well, relatively speaking, before then. But then when he bought the camp, it wasn't, it it wasn't, it wasn't a good business concept yeah. for him to own the camp. Oh, someone else calling in? I'm sorry. Well, can I say that? On, you can say can anything. Say you can say any word you yeah. want. Jerk? Yes, you could say that. It's worse than that. Yeah, I don't know if he was a jerk as, as much as okay. he was just sort of like um, clueless. Clueless. Yeah. clueless. Like just not a, just not a smart, smart just, venture. Yeah, yeah. He shouldn't have right. been owning a boy's yeah, camp. Yeah, did Audrey ever pay attention to the guys? Or like, I don't no. remember like if she ever... No, no. Really? Not really. We, we, had, we, we had were nothing commenting. We had no, no interaction yeah. with her. Other than if, you know, maybe you did, you went over at night to Swatona and they got caught or I know, something, but, but, but that got, never happened to me. Yeah, like, did anybody, I don't remember anybody, oh, I got caught by Audrey. Like, really? Like, how'd you get caught no. by Audrey? Like, the night watchman was who we feared, not Audrey. <laughs> I know. I still want to know how you guys would get the um, bucket on the top of the flagpole. Oh, oh that. bamboo, a bamboo, bamboo pole. pole from bamboo pole, tie like, a bamboo sort of like, to the string strapped into the, to and, the rope. Yeah. Pretty easy shit. Yeah, come on, <laughs> look it up on the internet. It's easy, it's easy. I totally remember... Yeah, that was that, that was so difficult. awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what about definitely? Well, I would uh, go ahead. Nothing. I was, oh, no, I was enjoying thinking about it. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's. It killed nice. me that my kids. How we did anybody? My kids. I'm probably the only one that their kids did not go to sleepaway camp. Yeah, my kids. My, my kids went. Table. But they didn't. They didn't love it like I loved. Mine did. My son. There was didn't no. Love it. There was no like. Oh, this is the greatest thing ever, and Alan, these are my friends for life. My son went right. to Equinunk for two years. My son went to Equinunk for two years and did not like it there, and then ended up at like kind of a more not so sports oriented camp called Walden. Did that for three or four years, and he didn't love it. And then he went. He liked teen tours after that, you know. So it's a different time. But do you think it was because it was a simpler time? I don't know. I remember listening to, I, had, I know some people, their kids went to Tyler, their children our age go into Tyler Hill. And I'm like, how can you send your kids there? I mean, and then they would tell me, like, Toby <laughs> McGuire broke color war. And I, I was like, Toby McGuire broke color war? How disgusting is that? Like, when, how are your kids going to ever appreciate something when, like, as older, when Toby McGuire or Justin Timberlake breaks color war? Yeah, that was never our thing, that, like, that's for sure. When, yeah. I was when paper came down and said color war. Yeah, no, that's what we had. We had like the kitchen boys one year just sort of throwing the papers out. Like it was the, our kitchen. It was sort of it was the kitchen boys dressed as the Harlem Wizards. Which very like, convincing. Yeah, let's not get into the whole racial overtones. <laughs> what's going on there? But as, no, though, as, nobody, as though like oh, it, though. oh, it's the it's the Harlem Wizards breaking color war. Like great, no, it's not really even them. It's the color. It's the kitchen boys dressed as the Harlem Wizards breaking color war. Which is like all right, you know, I guess it's ridiculous. I guess it's good that color war started. You know, yeah. <laughs> and it was like during breakfast they that just drove how, they drove a car down our, the road. That was how our that was our year. Broke. I think that was our year. It was yeah. so unmemorable. I don't even know <laughs> how like, my oh, own really? color war broke. Like we th- we were convinced it was a fake break, and then we looked at the paper on the ground, and it was like, no, it actually had the color war teams on it. So, <laughs> well, my color war the year it broke. It was in the scooter pies on the hill after we had a, a oh yeah, a that's back, a good one. Uh, barbecue dinner up on the up on the hill, and in the scooter pies was just a note, you know, like inside you know, you it. Think it's, um, notes inside scooter pies. Go, you think you're getting scooter pies, but instead it's a big surprise. It's color war. It's really true. It's color war of '82. Nice. Okay. I like that. 
That nice. was what was my sort of price. So they didn't work that hard for that year. They just opened up the box. <laughs> I have to say, I don't think <laughs> it's Swago. Sometimes the early 80s. How yeah. you can chime in and tell me if you remember otherwise, but I don't think there was really any creative breaks of color worth Swago. I don't remember any. I mean, I remember was, always was expecting there would be the plain thing. You know, the plain. Because that was the big, that was the big kahuna. I guess and you guys had that apparently, according to, to Sharon and Bonnie. But One um, year, Brad Kushner tried to um, hang, glide, hang right? glide in, and I don't know if he tried to. So well. so, okay. yeah. I, guess, I guess they had to get a backup plan on that one but I don't I don't remember anything that you know that I forgot memorable. one of the other ladies was talking year. about how Swatona's sing and I forgot this like a color war rather went on for two weeks it was a, a much yeah. bigger event for, for for the ladies the the girls than it was for the boys well they had to sew costumes they had to make up like 10 songs I mean I still get from people remembering there was a comic made up about Bennett because of Andrew Swidler. Do you know about that? No. What does that mean? Oh, I kind of I remember, a comic, I kind of remember this, but not specifically. But. T- yeah, tell us. Oh, no, no. Andrew Swidler used to try and um, uh, call Marshall Rosen, yeah. who was now my husband's brother. Um, and he, <laughs> he was, he was before you married him, too, Gloria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Thank you, Holly. You're welcome. He's, he's he now your brother-in-law. One. No, no, but. so... <laughs> so Andrew would call uh, and charge the, the number to the convent that was next to our high school in Roslyn. <laughs> St. Mary's? It's creative. Nice. I'm sorry. And so one time she, she got caught. And so uh, the white team made up this comment about comic on Andrea and mentioning Bennett. So like it was just really funny. I remember Rita and Audrey, I brought Bennett up to visiting day when my sister was still going to camp. She was about nine at the time. And I'm like, hey, look, this is my boyfriend. This is the guy that the comic is about. And they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> they, they were thrilled. It wasn't as memorable, I guess, for them. No. They weren't as excited as I was. But yeah, I just, I just wish you saw Andrea's with his face. They actually, when they sang it, they had like a spot like during sing and you could see Andrea's face and then at the end they're like oh she wondered what happened to five dollars out of her canteen to pay for the phone bill so what so Andrea was on the other team and had no idea that that was going to be the razor or the, or the comic as you exactly. guys call it the oh, okay she was, a green, she was a green she was a green and funny, the white right? made the comic about her okay and, and you guys would keep that secret like that would stay on on the qt the entire time you wouldn't notify the other side like the what? whole time she did wow. not know she did not know until same night the whole time whatever but yeah remember she's on the that was on the other team so it no, still i'm still secret. surprised I mean, that that would stay secretive you know because if on the guy's side it wasn't that big of a deal to sing it was like if you had a funny razor we, and it's funny because we called it a razor. You guys called it a comic. Um, you'd, you know, right. you'd find out well, about the it. The most important part was that, right. But the most important part about the whole thing was that you had to get an approval because you could never really make fun of a camper. Generally, our comics were about like the lifeguard or the tennis Jeez. guy or, you know, arts and crafts, you know, what, right. whatever those wacko. Did you guys have, are. so, you know, Singh was big. Barbara and, uh. Right. I'm sorry. Keep going. What was Barbara? The the Art and Chris, Barbara and... They don't know. They weren't there. (laughs) That'd be Barbara. Was there a sporting event during during Color War that was of particular importance? Like, Singh was big at the boys' camp, not as big as the girls, but the big basketball game was the big deal. Was there a particular sporting event during Color War that had more significance? What was it? Uh, What about the Apache Relay? 
Well, that was a big overall. There was no game. There was no volleyball game or no, no. Oh wait, there was an All Star. Wasn't there an All Star game? Oh, so there wasn't any single. I probably wasn't playing it's it not anyway. Not surprising, I guess. There I... might have been. I don't, we don't remember though. We had a According track to Tans, uh, we had a Apache relay, but everybody had to participate. The water brigade up on the water. Yep. We're being told by Sharon Tanger that you did have razzes. That you had comics oh, that was just an evening activity. and razzes. The scavenger hunt was oh, okay. just an evening activity. That wasn't a color war thing. What about, did you have an entrance song? We had to like have an entrance song, a team song. We didn't have an, an entrance song. We had a, we, for Sing, we had a march, an alma mater, and then a, and and razzers, then a razzers, which would be maybe you know, 15 or maybe so. Maybe like you had to have songs. it like more... More masculine sounding. Oh yeah, well, yeah. We were more masculine sounding. We had to sounding. do so many songs. I mean, for us though, it was, it, so was sort of, it was sort of odd that at, at the during color work because singing and making up songs had maybe we had group sing night one night where you right you know you sing, right. your group that would sucked. sing. We didn't like but that. other than that, there was nothing musical at all about Swago. They didn't offer any sort of musical singing program. There was no theater really, unless you were a really little kid or or in the senior play. So it was sort of odd that like at the end. The sing would be so important. Like you'd have to spend, you know, afternoons and mornings right, in, in the so social hall practicing to your, to your experience during the previous eight weeks. Right. That's really cool, though. Yeah, yeah, we no, loved it. Was. We it actually really worked it. out okay. You know, I mean, you didn't really like it as a camper, like having to oh, go really? to sing practice. I liked it. I liked the whole sing. You thing. liked sing practice. Right, you know, right. it was no, a no, time no, to no, just fucking hang out. I want some documentary evidence. attending sing practice. I didn't go. Did you like sing practice, Susan? I'm no, sorry. I didn't like it because like they would get they. I didn't like seeing practice because like the leaders used to get mad at us if we weren't singing and cheering with happy faces. Oh, you know? and then after after seeing practice, we had to sing our way up to the flagpole. Do you remember that? As a team, yeah. we'd have to all hold hands and walk our way up to the flagpole singing. Wow, well, we, we had that too. Know, like, to cheer. We would have a lineup. Like we would have like the two teams facing off like an evening lineup. Like with one, two, and it would it would be like sort of like just the sort of like you know one, two, three. You know, fight, 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 fight. Olive Bad Gimel Dollar Green Machine is really solid. Like chanting that five times in a row. It was really stupid. Why we did that was beyond. Yeah, it was a ten ten split. No, we would be ten ten. How could you ever win that? Like a birdie in a tree. You remember that? A birdie in a tree said something very true to me, and then they all woke up. Or uh, could go green team, could go green team. I feel like I feel like you guys had songs for like every occasion. Like if somebody like like broke their ankle, it would be like ankles Uh, broke, don't you choke? It was was like was like there was a whole thing about everything. (laughs) Such a repertoire of songs. Like you'd come into like watch the senior play, like if you're a ranger, and like all of a sudden the girls would just break out into the song about nothing. You'd be like, what is that, man? Like how do they even know? It was like living a musical. Like your life was a musical. That's why I hate musicals. Exactly. It's like they're just acting. Then all of a sudden they're singing. Swatona was one long-lived musical. Yes, we were there. I still love to break out into songs, so much to my family. We were a theater camp before we knew it. There you go. Before it was yeah. popular. No, wait, no. I remember the only time I got a lead in the play was because of being short. And I was, uh, Cheryl, of course, was Annie, and Annie, you get your gun, Annie Oakley. And um, I was, Deva, Corinne, and I were her siblings. And we had to sing a lullaby. And Lucille just kept on saying, oh, wait, what's, what's, uh, there's something off with this lullaby. And she made each one of us sing it individually. Oh, no. And then she looked at me and said, then she said, Lori, can you just mouth the words? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Lucille. Thanks for the boost of confidence. I guess I don't, I'm not going to be on the voice 10, 30 years It's so funny that you talk about that, Lori. I went to camp uh, when I was looking at camp for my son. And we broke into the social hall. And 
on the social hall walls upstairs were photos of all different plays and I have a picture of you and David and everybody right in that picture like singing like somebody had put that yeah, up on the yeah. social hall and I took that down I have that they actually sent me a print of that they, no I have a print of it actually too they gave me one at the end of camp it was nice they did give me one I actually when I went up to camp it was during the winter time and it was with Bennett and I couldn't find the camp because it was so about two feet of snow and I drove up to somebody's house and I'm like I'm trying to find Satona and they're like well it's right across there I'm like what is that they're like that's the lake because this, this camp was you know was, the lake was snowed over and they're like you could walk across the lake if you want to my property I'm like I'm not walking on the lake yeah, that doesn't sound like a good idea <laughs> and yeah that wasn't a good idea but the guy said to me he's like you know, I take my children and I walk around both sides of the both camps. And he's like, this must be something special about this camp, he said. Because there seems so many people come to visit who were previous campers. There must have been something special. And I said it was. He's like, you could see it. He said, I could see it just being on the premises, walking around and seeing. He's like, there's something about it. There was like a lot of love there. And yeah, there definitely yeah, was. Really true. Definitely was. I mean, you know, we've we've you said know, it too. Like, I listen, hate... you know, Al and I still hang out all the time. So many people that I was friends with at Swig are like, they're still, you know, my friends. We still hang out all the time, and it still was like it was. We described it as sort of that was the place I could be most like myself, as opposed to like school and stuff. And yeah. it's like you grow up to be that person. Yeah. So it's it's so fortunate that we had the uh, the opportunity to go there. And maybe other summer camps are the same way. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but all I know is like you know I'm grateful and thankful for having gone there. I don't know. I, I think, think we're really a cult. Are. Maybe we're a cult. All right. We're like Scientology a little I, bit. I don't really care. All right? It doesn't matter. I'm part of this cult than anything else. No, me too. Me too. I'm in. So, yeah. Well, I have to go to meet some friends. All right. This has been so much fun. Howie Thank and Alan, it was on. a pleasure. Our pleasure. Totally Indeed. our pleasure. And Susan, Susan I'll, I'll really see you great. in a few weeks. a couple of weeks. All right, and we're All right, take care, everybody. Okay, thank you so much. Bye, ladies. Thank you for calling in. All right, and we're going to take like a five-minute break. Because I think um, Sharon and Bonnie are, are trying to get back in touch, and maybe they can't get on the conference line. So we're just going to take five minutes to get get our stuff together. Peace. Yeah, and you know what? When you get there, also remember uh, the only thing I remember about Audrey, just as one little story, yeah, please, and please. I were talking about it, is ask her about the honey. That if you got sick at camp, you know your big thing was that you had to go up to Audrey and get a spoonful of honey. I think everybody will remember bar. that one too. Just. Well, that was, if you were sick, okay, if you okay. did something great, you got a chocolate bar. <laughs> if you were sick, she made you have everybody had to have sit there with her spoon, and she would be giving out spoons of honey. Right. That's how nurturing and motherly she was. That's sweet, but Beautiful. thanks so much. This was fun. Peace. Thank I you so much you for sharing soon. your stories. And I want there to be another camp reunion, so we'll I can reminisce and no, enjoy my time. All right, or just watch. Have a great slow. night, guys. Thanks. Susan. Bye. All right, bye. bye. All right, everyone. We'll be back in uh, five minutes. We'd sail upon the beautiful lake Watch the sunrise in its wake And dance at night at socials with the girls <laughs> I wouldn't even mind if that was live Go live Go live? With that music? Go for it Go for it I don't care Let's have some fun There was a time <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody Hello We're just kicking back with some jazz stylings 
hoping no that way. Sharon and Bonnie can reach in our conference call. It was a damn well when... Talk to me, brother. Things were more peaceful. I hear you. It was another time and another era mm-hmm. where people lived around the lake. Yes. And enjoyed every piece of life that they could enjoy. Ain't that a fact? That's a fact, bro. In a kayak. I hope we're not annoying the viewers. Just lost. Ah, we went down to one viewer. That would be me and you, huh? <laughs> All right, Sharon and Bonnie. Hoping, hoping that conference thing works for you guys. Yo, Sharon and Bonnie, where you at? Where you at? Take another break. Anyway. So... We love doing this, by the way. We never We're even enjoying got into, this. Have, is an interesting we episode. Got, we haven't got into the matzah bride locks thing, right? Shouldn't we ask about that if they actually did get... I think get, we asked someone about that already. We asked Amy and Jill, and they were sort of unsure about it, I think. We're going to find that out right now. Right. We're going to find that out. Let's... Try, still doesn't work. All right, All right so we're going to... Just call the regular number. You know number what? Up. People who we gave the conference call number to... We are going to talk to Bonnie it's and kind of Sharon. Up that it would work for two people. I, I don't understand. We'll figure that shit out. But right now, we're going to call Bonnie and Sharon back because they've been so great about this. And then at 8.15, we are going to open up the conference call line to everybody. So uh, <laughs> The one that they can't get in. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least Bonnie and Sharon can't get in. Best into. of luck. Our generation seems to know Somebody's how to there. do it. Somebody's there. Sharon and Bonnie. You made oh, it. Oh, here they come. Here they come. Here they come. What's up, girls? It worked. Yeah, yeah, thank that te- you. That technology's you. a bitch. <laughs> you know, listen, the mimeograph room didn't teach you about this, did it? No. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. I didn't so. Learn much from that water ski instructor. So tans. No. The boat drive. Tans. We were asked to ask was you about ja- the honey. Was that was, he, was that Yog Yogmeister? Because <laughs> we had we had a guy last week who was talking about the motorboat driver, and his name was Yog. Was no, it the same right? guy? Well, there was a Yop who was Yop. the uh, Yop. 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 Yap was the boating guy. He's from the Netherlands, yep. and um, that had to be in the early 60s, I think. Right, right, okay. And uh, he used to wear pink clogs, and he was the guy that started the All Swatona Boats in. Really? Because wow. that morphed into yeah. All Swago Boats Paul in at some Broad point in time. All Swago. Paul Broad took that afterwards, oh. I remember, and did All Swago bo- Boats. Shout out to Yap. All right. But Yap used to do All And pink clogs. He had this accent. It was, like, so nice. cool. Pink clogs are cool. So, Cher, somebody wants to know more about the honey, they're saying. Oh, that's right. That's oh. right. Thank you. Who? Wait, is Sharon, Duke, you could be our co host. Thank you. Like Mark Rogers, or is that one of you? No, Duke is me. Uh, Duke's me. That's Alan Perlstein. That's Mark my Rogers nickname. is scoreboard. Yeah, he's scoreboard, no, but no, I guess he went to Duke. But I think his, he's also Duke Hoops. Oh, right. He likes Duke basketball. Does he yeah, just so like Duke, Duke basketball? No, I know he's scoreboard, but he, actually the girls didn't call. I thought it was scoreboard for a whole other reason. I didn't learn until later it was because of basketball. What what'd you think it was? <laughs> what did you think? Notches on his belt? What were you thinking? What was the reason? You don't know what I thought. Please share. Oh, yeah, come on. Like, you can say whatever you want, by the way. And bragged about it, and that's why they called them scoreboard. You never know. Mm. Maybe that was really what it was about, <laughs> right. and we were just being the snow. He only game. averaged five points a game. <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. Were you guys is scoreboard well, anyway, the male? Actually, is, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, ladies, go. No, no. When it comes to the honey, I actually was Audrey's waitress one summer. I did it all there. Can you see? Yes, yeah, tell. Um, yeah, and um, and it was my job to make sure she always had honey on the table because when you had a sore throat, you went to her for honey. So the girls were right. I heard she'd be very irate too if you didn't put the honey on the table. She'd be very, very upset. Well, it, you know what? After I spilled hot coffee in her lap, oh. it was downhill from there. <laughs> really? But I still got a tip at the end of the summer. All right. Did she give you like that look of scorn though when the, when the coffee <laughs> went down? 
No, it was more like disbelief. Oh, all right. And, I'll and take a little that. comment that I was too young to be out in the bars at night. So. Oh. <laughs> did you guys get locks on Sunday? Yes, we did. did you? Shit, we didn't get that. You know what? You see, this is looking. It was always a rumor, but looking back, like the price of the camps, I think were the same. But you guys mm-hmm. got locks. Mm-hmm. You got records. Right, you got records sent to you like in October, right? They were limited in their hair drying, though, so That's we weren't on that. Sure, we had we had a lot of electricity that you guys didn't have, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, we, Bobby and I were actually talking about that because I remember well when I started, which was uh, my first year was 1967. I think camp was around six hundred dollars wow. for the summer, and I think it was an extra fifty dollars for horseback riding. And right. you, the only reason I think I kind of know that is I remember you know giving one summer I don't know when I was I don't know probably one of you know those difficult years around 14 or something I remember saying something to my parents about I don't want to go why do you always make me go and they said where else can you get 12 months a two months vacation for $1,200 <laughs> we have that. to send you for the bargain for camp. <laughs> it's a deal of a century <laughs> it was it was the deal of the century two months vacation for $1,200 to you know, get rid of my brother and I you know, it's funny because I was sending my, my son went to camp a few years ago, and even when it was $8,000, I'm like, it's not that bad of a deal, actually, when you think about it. I mean, it's ridiculous now, but um, you got the room, the board, everything was Activities. included. Yeah, the whole yeah, thing was included. Exercising. It was, all, it was all good. And the parents got to, you know, like you said, the parents got to have time alone in a way. You know, the kids were away for a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, no, I, I, and, and you know what, all, all that being said, I mean, it was... You know, and especially at girls' camp, you know, to get back to Audrey, I mean, I, I really think, you know, to be a color war leader was like, you know, the pinnacle. And I think, you know, in all the activities that they did, you know, they tried to bring out leadership skills in all of us. How know? so? Like, like, and is there any, like, discreet example you can give of that? You know, Put her on the spot. I'm, I'm challenging your thesis. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and it, 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 just if there is one. No, well, I mean, just about everything. It's like, you know, we were talking about birthday balls. When you talked about how organized everything was, I mean, we were all taught to be like that. How to organize, how to organize time. You know, when you were teaching songs to your birthday ball team, or if you were, um, we had different activities, like the intranight where the interns would run evening oh activity. You know, and we all had do a sing back or whatever the activity was and we had to control and learn how to control and lead the group and it was something that was almost built into everything that we did even if it was picking teams you know it, it always rotated around to people were different captains and you know it just was always the kind of thing you were really really having leadership skills and 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 presence and Caring for other people. I mean, all those kinds of really important um, traits that you want in people was something that we we got at camp. And, you know, we talked earlier about Audrey being, you you guys never saw her smiling. But I will tell you that there was one summer that Sharon and I decided that there was no reason the girls had to sit on a soggy (laughs) front campus at lineup because we had to sit during lineup. So we just during the night took all the benches out of the social hall and lined them up so each bunk would have a place to sit and Audrey just laughed at us. What she didn't realize is that when she got into the dining room her table would no longer be there and she and Rita were going to have breakfast in kayaks and she did it, you know so she was a good sport about it and by the way, Sharon and I did put the garbage pail on the Swatona 
Like, oh, hold okay. on. I'm just sorry those girls nice. didn't remember that. Did, did you use the same um, method, the, the bamboo pole? Of course bamboo we did. Of course tied, we did. You know. I and I, I told Sharon I wouldn't tell the story, but I will tell you that my bed wound up on second raft. Of course, when Sharon took it out to second raft in the rowboat, she had oars. But after 6 o'clock, the oars were locked up, so I had to hand paddle the rowboat out to get my bed back. Sorry, Sharon, I couldn't resist. That's okay. <laughs> but, but, you know, there were, there were a lot of... of Fun, good, wholesome, fun things that went on at camp, and Audrey just sat there and let us do it. Well, that was a, I, I, that's the way I saw Swatona. It was very wholesome, like much more so than Swago was wholesome. It seemed like there was a little bit of a discrepancy. But we also commented last week about the whole dynamic between the two camps, as far as being a brother sister camp and, and, and the interactions between the boys and girls. I thought it was really well measured. Like for whatever reason, I don't know if it was done by design or not, but between the two brother sisters and whatever the frequency of the socials was and how it increased as you got older, it just seemed like they really had a nice thing going on between the two of them, much more so than, than other camps. Like we'd, we'd talk about going to Tyler Hill and we'd see the boys and the girls walking along the same campus together and it always seemed very strange. It'd be like, you know, an orthodox guy at a reform wedding. It was like, wait, these, these two should be separate, yeah. you know? And it just, it just didn't feel right. And I just think in retrospect too, what, what, whatever it was, the dynamic was, was done really well. And I don't think it is everywhere. You know, Nancy Kleiner, Audrey's daughter, went on to become a head counselor at another camp. And the reason she chose the other camp was it had a similar vibe to it. When you walk through campus, the girls would say hi. They would talk to strangers. They would, you know, they would embrace new people. They would ask questions. They were having fun. That's what you got at Swago and Swatona. You don't always get that at other camps. So it was something special. I agree. But it was weird because I, I felt like our time together, the Swago and Swatona time together, was not that frequent. I mean, if you, if you measured it in terms of like actual you know, uh, hours and, and minutes. It, the overlap of time between the boys yeah, and girls. Yeah, the times you actually limited. spent together was, 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 was limited. That's why those few times were so interesting I think to you. it was limited, but I think the times that we did spend together you know, were fun. I also remember there was, there was some day that, and I don't know if it was part of the Carnival Day. I don't think so. But I remember going over and playing like volleyball. Scott Switzer was one of the boy counselors. Scott Switzer, uh, that guy scared me once. The the girl counselors, and I remember our team playing. We played like volleyball against each other. Mm -hmm. Like there was a sports kind of day that I think the group sometimes switched. I don't remember it as a camper. I remember it as a staff member. Okay. I don't know if it was new then. I just remember Um, like like brother sister. Like when brother sister was over at Spatona. Like you had to leave. Like it was like you can't you can't hang around. There's no extra five minutes. Like you had to go, and it was it was policed and enforced. Well, yeah, and also if you really had a family member, because Gary Grapper, I don't know if you knew yep, Gary. We Gary, do. Gary was like a cousin to me. You know, like we grew up calling each other's parents, aunt and uncle, and stuff. Okay. And he always tried to come over to brother sister to see me, and they never bought it. You know, <laughs> right, right. It's not cousin cousin <laughs> or fake right, cousin. But I mean, I think that the boys would they would let the boys come over even if they right. weren't and they had to get stopped at girls camp. Whereas if you didn't have a sibling, you weren't leaving girls camp when you used to go to Swago. Right. You're right about that. You can make the attempt from Swago, but I no, guess we totally girls, couldn't. Right, you're locked you down. Here, it's stopped. You got stopped, but not the other way around. You know, the, the, if you didn't have a brother, you weren't leaving Swatona. And Sunday brother-sister at Swago was tough because even if you had a brother where you were just going to see somebody else, the um, counselor softball game really took precedence over any relationship. Remember? 
I, was, no? I do they remember that. Now that you say that, I really do. I, I, was that a thing that they would play softball yeah, during the same Brothers time to keep other people occupied during rest hour? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. I don't remember that. I now remember that. That's interesting. I forgot about that, Bob. I don't think Donald ever went there. I don't remember. Uh, ever we, we all used to go, depending upon how good looking the counselor staff was. But oh, <laughs> did you have the? Did you have a lot of British counselors too, like we did? Um. Not when I was very young. That came in more, as, right, right. I think, as I was a staff member. They, it was very hard to find American girls who wanted to go live in a, a bunk with eight, you know, eight kids. Mm. I guess same for the guys too. It became such a huge thing that the British influence of, of counselors yeah, coming. Yeah, the boys' over. camp at Swago, there was just so many British counselors. And especially, I don't know if like what the cause and effect were. Maybe it was reversed, but like the influence of them being there and then our picking up soccer, uh, you know, becoming like one of our main sports. Is a, you know, and we talked to guys that are maybe like five years older than us, and like they never played soccer. Yeah, but then hockey. I, I remember up, you know? um, mm-hmm. Hawk, Hawkeye. Was that his name? Yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah. We didn't like him. Well, we weren't too big of Hawk. We weren't big Hawkeye oh, fans. Oh, somebody's joining the call. Oh, it's Hawkeye. Hey, Hawkeye. <laughs> What's up, Hawk? <laughs> Hello, so- who's there? Hi, Howie. It's Jennifer Wilkov. Jennifer Wilkov, welcome to the ski slope. We've got Bonnie Nakami and Sharon Tanzer on the phone with us, and you've joined us now too. So hey, thanks Jennifer. for coming on. Hi. How are you guys? <laughs> Hey, Jen, twice in one week. How lucky do I get? I'm telling you, I feel the same way, buddy. <laughs> so, Jennifer, you got any special uh, Audrey memories? I have a great memory of Audrey I wanted to share. Was I was a really sick kid in camp. I, I had a bout with a disease called Crohn's disease. And okay. one year, I was really sick. And my parents wanted to take me home on visitor's day. And Audrey fought with my parents to leave me in camp <laughs> and she won I my parents didn't take me home and they left me there with her and she said she'll figure it out she's fine we got her and and she did <laughs> what was your feeling as a camper at the time did you want to stay yeah I didn't even know about it <laughs> oh, okay all right <laughs> and uh, my parents ended up telling me about it later and uh, I think Audrey just knew what each kid needed individually. And uh, she just knew how to support each, each child. And she always had encouragement when you needed it, kept you in line when you needed it. <laughs> and uh, she just, you know, she always had that special way about her to make you feel like you're in the right place at the right time. Right. It's amazing. You know, Jen, it's funny you should say that. Can, you mind if I jump in? No, please. I was I'm going to do it anyway, but I just want to know if you mind. I'm going to give you permission. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> okay. um, it's funny because I didn't know this till I was a staff member, but Audrey actually teaches. Her, her message was always that you have to see something through to the end. And she had very few girls who ever left camp early, <clears throat> who, you know, who didn't make it through a summer. She always said, if you don't you see it through, and if you don't want to come back, you don't have to come back. But she had a better than 80% retention rate, too. And that's pretty darn good. Definitely. But that Absolutely. was a great lesson. Finish what you start and then make your choices. And she also had this um, great encouragement to just, just try it once. Whatever it is, just get in there, get in the game, 
and try it. If you don't like it, fine. <laughs> it's true. It's kind of amazing that it's like all of the Swatona girls had so much interaction with her. It's like she's meaningful to all of you, but she's one woman amongst 200 and whatever girls. Pretty impressive that she had the impact on each of you in such a strong way. You know, when Sharon and I started camp, it was 56 days. It was eight weeks yep. to the day. Yep. And Audrey never left campus. She was there 56 days. There was no such thing as a day off. This was her This was her world. Where did she live? She lived in um, Fort Washington in Manhattan, in the same apartment forever. I mean, at, at Spatono. <laughs> where, where, yeah, where was her house? Oh. You guys were talking about it earlier. <laughs> it sounds like she did leave. The very... She had the very fancy house. With, when I think about it now, I laugh. She had another bunk, but it was fancy because she had an air conditioning unit and a mini kitchen, Ooh. and um, <laughs> it was right in the middle of uh, right in the middle of campus where we really? all lived. Right in the middle. So she was. I feel like I see the bunks on the far side of campus, like towards right. the woods, From not the like lake, in the middle. The yeah, hall. like like if you're on the if, lake if looking in, all the way to the right. On the front campus. If you're walking across front campus, there was that line of bunks that went down, you know, facing our flagpole. Yeah, yeah. Would have been like your um, um, uh, uh, cadet bunks, I think. Were those the ones that were like by HQ? No, those were the eagle. Those are the ranger bunks. Those are the ranger, but I know what you're saying. The ranger bunks. So like right behind there. So it wasn't like right on front campus, but it was like right in the center of that campus. She lived just right there. She was in the middle behind those with the senior and inter and ranger bunks towards the lake from her. And then uh, the parking lot, the infirmary and whatever, and the water ski instructor's little hut. Uh, (laughs) You seem to be fixated on that one, Right near the mimeograph machine. Oh, he was so handsome. (laughs) (laughs) Who said they weren't listening? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, she was everywhere, though. It was so funny. Like, wherever you looked, there she was. Like, she was always walking around. That seems to be consistent. Like, she's a sort of all-knowing Yoda-like character. That like, she somehow knows exactly what's going on in the camp and what's going on with every individual. And uh, can sort of well, see through you. Yeah, I think you're right. And I was saying to Bonnie that she was kind of like um, Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder. Because yeah. even if she wasn't there, you heard her voice. You, you felt the stare. You knew what was expected she of became your I conscience. See, I kind of see her it, stare. It, your conscience. it really was your conscience at camp. And, you know, part of it was the, it wasn't so much the fear of getting caught as much as it was the fear of disappointing Audrey. Nah. You know? Well, I was almost thinking. I didn't, at least for me, I didn't want to ever disappoint her. That, I think it that's meant true. a lot to me. I felt she put a lot of confidence and effort and caring and love and encouragement into me and I just didn't want to disappoint her when you were telling that chocolate story I I was almost feeling like what you really wanted was her confirmation like almost more than the chocolate like her acknowledgement no we wanted the chocolate I'm thinking a little too deep don't look too deep into it man (laughs) no it was good chocolate Alan shut up it was in the fridge it didn't melt at all I thought I was summing everything up in a nutshell. <laughs> no, Apparently no, no, no. not. It was chocolate. Right. I didn't even have to. Yeah, I, think, my I think she had a lot of faith in us. Yeah, she did. Yeah. I don't know if you heard before we were talking about that, Jen. She really, she made us be the best that we could be. 
Yeah, she knew how to draw it out of us. I mean, it's so funny because I, you know, when I was a, I was the last Polar War uh, Green Captain of the camp before it closed. And she just knew that everybody was going to be fine. I remember I had Stacey Niren as a cheerleader and Amy Sapinski as a lieutenant. And Dana White was, or Dana Alpham was the white team captain. And I think Mara Burroughs was her cheerleader. And I can't remember who her lieutenant was. But the six of us were like, really? Like, we're really going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and we did. And it was fantastic. But she was just like, go do it. Like, now you're in charge of half the camp. It's like, you know, well, I think when you're put in that position, and even when you're not, you're just like, even I remember being, I, I mean, I started camp at age seven. And they take you out to this water ski boat and they tell you you're going to water ski you're like what <laughs> and you do it and you're like wow and she just was always that person that was like come on you could do it just go try it if you don't like it you don't have to do it anymore <laughs> it was great yeah, I think Dave was that way, like, early on in not the Not for us, he was, though. I was going to comment that we didn't have... Like, was Dave was, was important to us, but he was not in... He wasn't showing... I didn't see him on the sidelines of the baseball games. Right. He wasn't there in the same way that Audrey was. He was just more of a figurehead. Not a figurehead. He was involved, no, but... but the, no, he was. He, was, he wasn't, like, one-to-one. -one. That sounds really one-to-one, -one, like, with all the girls and Audrey. I know. And the respect that they had for her. And apparently, like, the sort of fear that she sort of knew exactly what was happening. So this is, like, that she has this uncanny ability to sort of actually know what's going on. You can't get anything past her. And I, I would think that would up the ante as far as her, was not her, wanting to disappoint her. Was her husband, like, just there also? Um, well, Joe, Joe was there with her. I, I think oh, he sometimes we went back to the city. Um, but he was up for the for many many summers, and their dog Buttons. Buttons I don't Buttons know, familiar with Buttons. Um, Joe only came up on weekends until he was older. Do we have some new new um, attendees on the conference, conference call? call? Yes. Who's here? Sherry Taxman. Oh hey. Welcome, Sherry. Hey Sherry, thanks for joining us. Hey Sherry. Hi. Who's there? This is Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Our show. We have Sharon and Bonnie Nakami and Jennifer Wilkov and Alan and I in the studio here. Uh, so, Sherry, do you have any like uh, special yeah, tell us some Audrey, Audrey stories? Oh, I have many, many, many Audrey memories. I was at camp from 1960 through 1966. All right. And um, for whatever reason, Audrey always thought I was the instigator. <laughs> Although I had very strong will, wonderful people in my bunk, always, for whatever reason, she gave me credit or blame for whatever trouble any of us got into. What do you, uh, what do you, I don't know why. You don't know why? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Are you calling up to complain about Audrey? <laughs> no, no, I'm only no. Kidding. I'm only actually, kidding. actually the, la the last summer camp was open. Which, of course, none of us knew it would be the last summer. My husband and I had a wedding to go to. One of his uh, previous roommates, before we were married, mm -hmm. got married uh, close in Pennsylvania. So we drove up there. 
and um, I hadn't called ahead or anything. And when I realized how close we were on our way to the wedding, I said to Jeff, we need to go this way. And we pull into camp and we just back up, uh, you know, back in the back of uh, the main, the dining hall up front. Audrey comes out, sees me. At that point, I had been to camp in, I don't know, 17, 18 years. And she said, Sherry, how are you? <laughs> I had no idea I was going to be there yet. So we tromped around, and our daughter, um, we were planning on sending the next summer. She's the same age as Nancy's daughter. And unfortunately, there was no more camp. So oh, uh, we had, I gave Jeff a nice tour and took pictures of my bunks and the most beautiful lake in America. Right. Or possibly all seven continents. All the world. And, uh, I mean, how about the fact that, it's, that it is shaped as a heart? I mean, that's just too, like, well, that, out of a storybook. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. It, it's just a, a wonderful thing. Uh, it, was, it was great seeing her work at the last reunion. Um, the other crazy thing was I uh, had a hair dryer that I would bring up to camp with me. That was this big blue... It's a big theme tonight, hair drying. you got to only <laughs> use them in certain places. Okay, I'm sorry. I missed the earlier conversation. No, it's, it's totally fine. That's okay. Totally Please fine. continue. Was so it a Connor? When I needed to dry my hair under this for special occasions, like, you know, meeting all of the people who I had major crushes on back then, mm -hmm. I had to sit on her porch with this thing plugged in to dry my hair. <laughs> That's funny that you all, you all remember that, that you couldn't do your hair yeah, where you wanted to do it. <laughs> special, special outlet. Oh, well, she wish we had curly hair. They did a lot of attention. I hear so, I hear you would show up with the rollers also. Me? <laughs> Not oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> some some <laughs> of you. <laughs> no, it, it was it was pretty. As I, as I said, I have no idea. Nobody else from my era is on on this call, call right now. But uh, hopefully somebody else will report it. And I have no idea why she felt that I was the one who got everybody. Whether it was your know, raid on the boys' camp or. Whatever, I, I was just, I was, I was the one who organized everything, apparently. Did she, I'm taking credit. Did she also use the Hershey bar back in your day as the so, the incentive <laughs> and the reward for everything? Appetizing, and the guy it? who owned it was yeah. like he had a back you know, problem. He was like on a ninety-degree angle. Up what were the co-ed activities? We talked about the senior show. We talked about 
um, carnival. Carnival. Do you remember what the? I don't know if it was when you guys were there, but when we when I went, the first social of the year was July fourth, and in the early years we had fireworks, and then we had square dancing. Square dancing square was dance. one of the favorite events. We did something of the on a tennis court. We had something that was on a tennis court. I remember early square dancing. For us, that was square dancing. And then the end of the year was the Marine Ball. Yes. Yeah. Which was. Um, does anybody have their? Um, we're hearing a little feedback. All right, it's better. No, we're good. We're good. Okay, we're good. Is square dancing. Yeah, the other thing I re- go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, my second summer, I think it was my second summer. I came down with the measles, and my whole bunk had to get the gamma globulin shot. Uh, this was pre, you know, measles vaccine days in 1961, and it was it was in August. Yeah. And I didn't want to come home because I wanted to, I wanted to be there for color war. Um, I mean, had it been my first summer, I might not have known what I would have been missing. When my parents came up, my mother drove up a couple of times to sit with me in the infirmary. But she came up and Audrey, you know, she spent time with Audrey. And uh, I don't remember who the doctor was that summer. It might have been Dr. Unger, probably before all the rest of you mm-hmm. were there. And um, but I, I, I was in the infirmary for like, 10 days, I think, of the summer. And all my friends had to get shot because of me. I don't, know. I don't remember <laughs> if anyone else came down with the measles that summer or not. They got, they got there in the no, nick of time with suck. their shots. That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> did, you get, did you get the X on your hand when you couldn't go swimming? Was that a, an infirmary thing at Swatona? It's the universal sign, the right? Yeah. Two dots. Oh, two yeah, dots. The X and the two dots. Up, yeah. who, who's joining us on the call? Oh, hey, I lost my connection. It's Jennifer Wilkov. Sorry. Oh, welcome back. All right. Thanks for rejoining. I just wanted to thank you guys for doing this because it's really nice. You have no idea how much of a pleasure it is and how satisfying it is for us doing this. This is our 29th episode. This is our 29th episode. And obviously, it's been mostly wow. Swago related, but like to get a little bit of, because we've always included Sutoner in the mix, you know? So to actually have all, the, all you Sutonerites bold enough to come on and talk about your memories, it, it means a this lot. This is to our us. second big live episode where people are actually watching. So this that is big. Is this is big. We're glad, that, we're glad that we could build it around this. Well, we're not glad, obviously. Audrey's passing isn't you something that makes insensitive us happy, son of but, a bitch. Uh, you know, it has that effect of bringing people together. Yeah, well, just like she did at camp, you know. I mean, I don't know. It's, Bonnie was talking about earlier, you know, the whole idea of the camp sisters. I mean, I still remember who my camp sisters are, and I'm actually friends with, like, four of them on Facebook. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we all are. You know, yeah, me too. So I still, And just the fact that, I mean, I, I like, Sherry and I never... Um, overlapped in camp. She, her last year was 66. I started in 67. Um, yet, because of the reunions and different things and having had shared experiences, you know, you're still... So again? We all can feel like one family. Even, you know, um, Hallie and Alan. I mean, I don't know that I necessarily overlapped with you guys either, but I, I just feel like I know you as part of camp. Like, we were there at the same time. Because it was still the same camps with the same, yeah. I don't know, it's just like a big extended family, and I, I really credit, you know. Well, it's, 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 a, shared, it's a shared culture. You know, we say that with like, you know, we had this uh, Andrew Kay on last week, and he predates us by like, you know, 25, Many 30 years. years. Yeah. 
and you know you, you hit it off because you know you have this in common and it, it, it there's something about it growing up and having the same traditions and you know that just gives you a commonality and a shared love and it means a lot yeah didn't we? It I does. Also, when you were seniors, you got to go to the Camp Kiyuma games. Was that it? Kiyuma? Well, well that was Kiyuma a basketball was the tournament. Big basketball tournament. Yeah, basketball tournament. And as, I think as senior girls, we used to get to go to watch the Only tournament. if we made it to, like, the finals. Which we didn't do. Which uh. we didn't personally <laughs> accomplish. Oh, well. We got knocked out by Camp La Vie. Mm-hmm. Guys with yarmulkes oh, beat us. That's a whole nother story. embarrassing. <laughs> Alan punched the ball. Alan missed some free throws at the end. I don't want to put the blame on him. We were down by two. I had a one and one at the end. Missed, I missed, missed the, the front end of the one and one. Got upset, hit the ball, hit a guy in the face, punched broke the his ball, nose. knocked the guy in the nose, and he went down. And they thought he did terrible. it purposely. They thought his aim was so good at punching the ball into the guy's face. My aim face was that, that damn purposely. good, I would have made the free throws. Damn right, man. <laughs> Ironic, <laughs> isn't it? Anyway. Do you remember the bus up on the hill? Have you talked about the bus up on the hill? I'm Just today we did, as a matter of fact. That's funny. I know. Today we got a link sent to us. It was a Flickr link. And a woman who I guess has a home, either right, I guess right on the lake, has taken a whole bunch of what she calls Lake Swago pictures, and one of them was Jimmy's Hill and the and the was there a oh, bus Mary on there? Yeah. Well, not Mary Lupo. It's Mary, actually yeah. another woman. Like uh, one of our friends found this link of a Flickr account that has about I don't know twenty pictures. And they're really beautiful pictures of mist on the lake. And she obviously appreciates the lake as much as we all did, like the way she was talking about it. But there was a thing. We were talking about the bus up on the on the hill. She took some pictures of, did you call it Jimmy's Hill too? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess it was named Jimmy's Hill, so we'd all call it the same thing. <laughs> in, the at, in the Atlas. It wasn't just a Swago In the World Book, it. in the Atlas section, it says Jimmy's Hill. But that bus was cool. <laughs> we always thought that Jimmy's Hill was named after Jimmy Blumstein because we knew Dave had a son named Jimmy Blumstein. And, yeah, and, he, was, he was a tennis pro. Was he? He was a tennis pro for a while. I never knew oh, that. Oh, really? We never, we never saw the guy. We were always oh, surprised yeah, he that he had a son there. and he was never, ever there. I know what he looks like. Well, I see he, him in my he face. He was a tennis pro uh, like in the middle years. And then a uh, tennis pro couple of years was a guy named Larry Oney. I remember yeah. yeah, he, he was there when you were there, Sharon. <laughs> yeah. <and> only. <laughs> but but Jim but Jimmy was a tennis pro prior to that. That's funny, man. It's like, wow. oh my dad owns the camp, I'll be the tennis pro. Was he good? Oh no. <laughs> he could beat well, us. I remember Dave, Dave driving that Iceta, a three wheeled car around everywhere. Who? who? <laughs> I don't Dave, really. Dave Blumstein? Yeah. Well when he got wow. when he got he had injured, a golf cart in our day. Like late in when he no, broke no, he his had, hip. He had an yeah. Iceta. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. One of, the, one of the songs, Comic one of the songs for Sting. Um, Comic I or have all the Sting albums too. One of the songs was about the car. Really? What year yeah. are you talking? <laughs> it's early what 70s. Years, like early, like early 60s. Really? Oh, wow. so Dave was doing the cart early. <laughs> <Wow>. Really? <laughs> He's like, right. He's like, I'm not walking. I own the damn place, man. I'll get myself a electric automobile of some sort. Right. Right. Funny. I thought that the Jimmy's Hill was named for Jimmy Sealand. It was. You're right. It was. You win. Because yeah. the, the barn was there where they kept the horses. Right. 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 And, uh, well, those were, you're right. Those were Jimmy's horses because those were the horses from Prospect Park. Right. Because I was able to ride the same horse I rode all year. Because he brought wow. them up to camp in the summer. Yeah. So there was a separate stable for the girls' <laughs> horses? You didn't come over to that stable that was over on the, the boys' side? 
Well, that was where what, they kept whatever, whatever horse I rode was the same Seriously. horse I rode in Prospect Park during the year. Oh, really? You had the no, same? There was a barn on Jimmy's Hill. They, yeah. yes, where we no, would go riding would be it. at Swago, where you're thinking where they ultimately put that hockey rink. Right. Yeah, it was in that area. area. I, I don't Excuse remember me. the hockey rink, but yeah. I love the fact yeah, well, that you, your put, horse would go to Prospect Park, though, and you could ride it during the year as well. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, how nice. Yeah. Was Jimmy Sealant there, too? Yeah. Oh, well, that's nice. Nice continuum you have going on there with your horseback riding. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what what'd you guys do? Because we were talking about this last week, and I had no idea, given yeah, I, I never even inquired. Like, at Swago, like, for, as far as, like, religion, like, we would do, like, a Friday night service that was, like, maybe two minutes long, like Dave's wife, uh, wife Rita, would say, like, a prayer, and that was it. Did you guys do anything that was... That uh, was about it, and we had, I remember we wore, I, we wore white shirts. The, the we same, had to wear a white, uniform. Yeah, okay. the same white yeah, shirt I wore to the last reunion. I wore, I wore it then. Oh, you love yeah. the, those, those polo shirts, right? With the toner in the semicircle. Yeah, I, I love those. Little white polo shirt. You guys always look good in those shirts, shirts, by the way. Back in the day, when I, when I started, <laughs> they were collar shirts. Yeah, the so collar. Yeah, it was like the polo, like yeah. the, the sort of like the Lacoste at the time shirt that was just a Swatona yeah. white. But, but, so right. We, we would wear that and white. We had a wear, and then we would wear all white, wouldn't we, sir? No, we would. Yeah, wear we had white shorts. shorts. And we had green shorts. And the oh, shorts we had green shorts the rest of the time, but we wore white shorts on Shabbos. We'd light the candles and then we'd um, sing Sabbath prayer. That's and right. Break yeah. harmonies and break into harmonies. Right. Just, okay. Just yeah, you guys with your harmonies. <laughs> <laughs> but it was an honor to get be able to light the candles. If you were the lead in the play or if you were had become a color war leader, you got to go up to Audrey's table and light the candles and cut the holly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That that. They didn't honor us with that. It was basically Dave's wife doing it every every week. Rita. Yeah. Well, they were they were your they were on your side. Sabbath tapers. I always remember the guys yes, talking about uh, the candles. Us too. And like, I've never heard that anywhere else. I've I've looked in all the you know religion books. I've never seen it anywhere else. Howie, we have an old camper. Yeah. Roni four four five one. Who wants to call in? What do I tell her? Um, you can tell her the the uh, the number is seven one two. This is going to be interesting. Let's see. 775. 775. 7031. Mystery guests coming, ladies. And our call-in code is 252-182-091. Sorry, say Who's that again. Who's trying to call in? We don't know. It's don't an know. old camper. What Roni, was the call-in code? Roni, uh, 252-182-091. 252-182. having a good time? 182-0591. Yeah. Right, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Say that again so I don't so. get it I'm wrong. I'm going to have to go, but I really want to thank you guys for doing this tonight. Uh, Jennifer, thank you for coming on. 252. All right, I just got to confirm my number here with Alan. 252-182-091. Okay, let's see who Roni is. Tenderoni. Sounds like she's in. No, that was, I think, Jennifer leaving. Oh. You're so up on this stuff. I know the beeps. I do a lot of conference calls, Mark. <laughs> oh, here we go. Who is that joining us? Who's joining us? Am I here? Ronnie. Is this Ronnie451? Okay, so my name is Ronnie Schubert. Hello, Ronnie Schubert. Welcome. Hi. Does, it, does the name Schubert ring a bell to anybody? I, have Classical I was composer. at the theater Schubert? the other day, the Schubert <laughs> Theater. I saw the king and I. <laughs> hey, hey. Different Schubert family. My brother, Mitch Schubert. Okay. So, I guess I was 15 in 1968, and I I kind of aged out of camp. Couldn't come back because you had no CITs. Ronnie, can we ask you to, if you if the volume's on on your computer? Just turn that can you down. Turn it yeah. down. Just because we're getting the feedback okay, on it. Thank I can you. Do that. 
Awesome. We're very professional you. here, Ronnie. We don't fool around. <laughs> okay. Better? Perfect. Thank you Thanks. so much. Okay, so you guys are like children. So you were there yeah. long after hey. me. No, I'm, I'm older. I'm older than you. <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome. So, I mean, I have the most amazing <laughs> memories of camp, but I'm not remembering specifics like these people are remembering. I remember the hill. I, re I mean, I remember a lot of stuff. I remember growing up in camp and having the best time of my life there. We all I'm, I'm friends with Mitch Shapiro, so he oh. was my age. His mom, Rita, was my um, group leader. Oh, I, remember I remember her. Shapiro. I remember Rita. She was the senior group leader. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember, well, Robin Fisher, do you remember Robin Fisher was like my yep. best friend there, and her father worked in camp. Did these names ring a bell? Oh, what, did he do? what did he do? Her father. He probably was a group leader over in Swago. Oh. Who was your? Who was that? That was a group leader at Swago. Um, Fisher. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on what his first name is, but he's still he's still around and kicking in his 80s. Uh, Robin Fisher's dad, who happens to be Mitch Shapiro's uncle. Oh wow! Wait, so were you like with Barbara Brooks and Ellie Nelson? And yes, Susie yes, Blumenthal yes. So who are you? Oh, <laughs> uh, this is Karen Panzer. <laughs> I I started camp in '67. Okay, so we overlapped, and and we overlapped, yeah. Okay, so what group were you in in 67? 67, I was a sock. Okay. I was in five. Okay, so I was a Susie senior. Susie Blumenthal yeah. and Ellie Nelson were my yeah. color war leaders, I think, in 67. Oh, my gosh. So Randy Rom, does everyone know Randy Rom? And Rahm? Debbie Morway. Randy yeah, yeah, so that, was my, so that was my group. That was, so was, was Beth Geller your age? Yes, Beth Geller. Uh, there were two, Joni and Beth. Which one jo was the Joni, was, Joni was my friend. Beth is your age. Is Joni older or younger than Beth? Older. Older. Okay, so I'm in the middle of the two. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, yeah. but anyway, I'm still in touch Joni's my age. I'm still in touch with a bunch of camp friends, and I actually met Beth Geller a few years ago in New York City with, with Randy Rahm, who... Randy Rahm was a color war leader. She started the costumes for Sing and for all the yeah. shows. And the, yeah. Yeah, we have yeah we have wonderful memories. So I aged out and I ended up being a CIT at another camp, which was on the road to Woodstock, and I ended up walking out of camp and being at Woodstock. Oh, so that was kind of a good. That memory. worked out well, <laughs> I guess, right? Worked out well. So my brother Mitch Schubert, who they used to call Shuby, uh, ended up being the driving the boat for the water skiing. Really? I think that's. <laughs> He did that for real. Team tonight. Friend <laughs> Sharon Tanzer had a crush on him. <laughs> I think it was Bonnie. That oh, was Bonnie. I think the guy I had a crush on. I think his name was Larry. 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 He was after Doug Shine. Doug Shine was the guy who drove the boat when I started. And oh, okay. All right. So Mitch Schubert was the boat driver. Gosh, I mean, blast from the past. But I love to see that these young guys are here still talking up camp. Obviously, we love Swago. We are 50 years old. Yeah, I hate, I hate to give Thank anything you. away. Thank you. Very much appreciated. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's nice to come on here and be, like, relatively, like, the youngsters of, what of, are you of the crew. these ladies old? No, no, I'm just come saying on, relatively. Wow. I'm, I'm being polite. Right. I'm being polite. Oh, I'm just Okay, so a world of our own, a camp on a hill. We're gonna, we're gonna end Ronnie, with that tonight. I like it. Yeah, we got it. I know. I always loved. I love your alma mater was always so pretty, though. And again, I think part of the, part of it was the harmonies that it was amazing. Like the girls just knew, you know, who should go to the high part, who should go to the low part. It was just a beautiful song, though. And even like, what was the, what was the last the last phrase of the song is beautiful. It's um. Why don't we have them sing? I think that might be a good way to. 
All right. Do you guys, you guys want to sw- sing the song? You, well, I, would no, you I, mind? I, no, I can't. I can't put the song on and have the phone at the same time. No, let them just sing. Oh, okay. <laughs> In G. No, I'm sorry. Are we going to remember the words? Yeah. I go ahead. Go ahead. The words. Sorry. The keys. The hard. We do. We do have to wrap up in the next minute or so. This is yes. perfect. Camp on a hillside. Our lake forms a heart that ne'er will be broken. A little fast. This is a normal one. This is a live stream moment. Cindy, come on out here. That's the line. The yeah. contentment. Oh my God, I haven't spent. <laughs> the ending, though, the content in contentment and peace. It's like it's like a prayer. It's beautiful. Beautiful. I think that was the 1964 alma mater for one of the color war teams. Yes, yes it would know that. Really? Yes, and then it, it became. Yeah, they were like, it's so good. We're gonna make it the camp alma That's that's crazy. Exactly yeah. what they did. That's powerful. You know, they were like Broadway productions. All of those plays and sings and everything. I mean, you guys, you guys were on it. It was intimidating watching we were you guys impressed. do stuff. Yeah, well, because it was like what I said. I don't know if you saw when I wrote it in. I mean, Sing was worth 2,000 points. <laughs> it could totally change the whole entire Oh, yeah, of even for the boys' camp. did on that thing. Totally. But right. I have to tell you, we were so into it, and I know we're out of time, but we were so into it that I can tell you the night that I went into Sing when I was a color war leader, as soon as they announced the other team's score... I knew that we had won because I did the math <laughs> in that 20 seconds. And there was, there was no spreadsheets back then either, right? This was like in the head. Exactly. head. There was accounting cards. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. <laughs> All right, ladies. I mean, th- just, you lived it. Well, oh, we did thank too. You guys. Sorry, Ronnie, that you came in so late okay, to the game, enjoy. but ladies, thank you so much. Thank this you. was a lot of fun. Really we really special. enjoyed hearing everything. Oh, it was wonderful. Thank you guys so much. We'll All do right. it again soon. Bye, Please. everyone. Bye, bye, guys. Well, on that note, we're going to say how. A great episode. Swatona, thanks for joining Swatona us. Swatona girls, made it, made it really thanks great. for making it happen. Live stream number two, three. Another great night. Hang on, I need to get your arm around me. So right, right, we hang on peace out you together? Did, you did. Well, we're going to do the, oh, okay, uh, we, we have, right, you know, we have the musical version of Swatona. Take your thing out while we do this. So the, the, maybe you have the power thing. Oh, I got you. So just, just so we don't static up. Oh, oh, I don't know if you guys hear that as bad as we do, but I hope you, oh. don't. I hope you, <laughs> I hope you don't. So here we go. I know these girls did it justice, but we're going to take you out with this. So I don't know the words. Alan, great show. Great show. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone.